So you saw the title of this podcast and you clicked on it. And I'm pretty sure you thought to yourself, I wonder what kind of freaky, disgusting, nasty, kinky shit I could possibly learn today. And you know what? You are absolutely correct. But this podcast isn't just about sex. It's about things that I think are sexy. And who am I? Well, I'm your gracious host, V the Only Letter. And we're going to talk about a variety of topics on this podcast, like uh, politics, religion, sex, and smegma. Yeah, we're going to talk about dick cheese. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And remember, you're sexy. It fits you a hell of a lot better than it fits me. Thanks. Boom. All right, guys. So we're back at it again. Um, This is pretty good. So, hi, I'm V The Only Letter. This is uh, That Sexy Podcast, hosted by me. I have two of my good, closest friends here. I got Reggie and I got Gemini. Back at it again. How are you guys feeling today? Feeling good. Uh, feeling a little hungry, but yeah, we're going to get to it. Let's talk about what's going to be on this podcast. F- feeling a little hungry. What are you, what are you in the mood for? I don't know why. Because you know you bougie. Yeah, but for some reason, I want some Popeye's chicken right now. I don't know why. Oh, my God. <laughs> you want Popeye's chicken? Yo, funny funny thing about Popeye's chicken. You know, on um, on Twitter, them and Chick, uh, Popeye's chicken and Chick-fil-A got into like a little beef. So, Popeye's chicken made a new chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, people are like dissing the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. And oh, people, but it's Popeye's chicken sandwich? Yo, but people are going fucking crazy. I wanted to try earlier. The store wouldn't even fucking open. That guy I was actually pretty <laughs> You know what's kind of funny? <laughs> The funny part about that, people are shitting on Popeye's chicken <laughs> over Chick-fil-A. And most people don't have a Chick-fil-A in their fucking area. <laughs> in New York. Yeah, you got 10 blocks, Popeye's. Another 15 blocks, Popeye's. Fuck Chick-fil-A. Nigga, it's not even in your area. How you going to disrespect the Chick-fil-A? Like, it's not even on your block. Not even close to your block. You taking that shit to Long Island? You taking that shit to Manhattan? Yo. Probably never tastes that good chicken. Fuck out of here. You know what you're me up right now? Nah, I'm sorry to just talk, randomly talk about food, but... It, it got me thinking about that episode the other day when um they was talking about the In-N-Out Burger right there on Jamaica Ave, but the location right there by the wait stop 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 there's stop, no stop, stop. no there's no In-N-Out Burger on this coast we're talking yeah. about the East Coast but no you mean West Coast no In-N-Out Burgers on the West Coast I said there's no location on the East Coast yeah and it will never come right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but for some reason if you check the paper mm-hmm. someone right there on the corner of Suffolk. And Jamaica, I mean, well, not even Jamaica, Archer Avenue, someone dropped an actual In-N-Out burger. Oh, they the dropped floor. the In-N-Out burger wrapper and people went crazy about With that. the burger oh. still in it. With the burger still in it. That's smart. That's people smart. Go, people are going fucking and psychotic I'm not going to lie. I've that. been to In-N-Out burger in Vegas. Yeah, how is it? They don't lie. That's what... They don't lie. That's what I was saying. So Is it like, good? I just said they don't lie. Amazing burger. Really? Amazing burger. Yeah. 
Best burger I've ever had. I think I went to this place in Brooklyn called Jackson Hole. Son. Everybody keeps talking about Jackson Hole. I mean, son. I think the best burger I've ever had is probably Five Guys. I mean, I don't know. Five Guys got a really good burger. Yeah. But this burger at Jackson fucking Hole, oh my God. They fucked me up. Jesus. They fucked me up. I was like, damn. I don't even eat beef like that. But like, okay. damn, it's some good ass burger you know what i'm gonna talk some real shit i don't care who talks about what else mm. there is this rendition that wendy's had i know this is going to be sounding mad cheesy right now but wendy's had this mushroom milk burger that oh used God. to come out my g ain't Chill. nothing topping that shit for me. none <laughs> a mushroom milk burger yes Chill, is that oh good God. and it's and trust me oh they got God. they got something going on right now where it's this mushroom and swiss no, that is no, bullshit compared to <laughs> compared to what they used to come. Lord Yo, the I got fresh, this. Man, I got bro. my homie and his feelings over a Yo. mushroom milk burger that I'm talking about from Wendy's that they used to run. Oh, oh wait, before we get started, I want you guys to to kind of like form. Well, I'll do the formal introduction. Uh, well, I'll do the formal introduction. Um, so to the right of me, I have my friend Gemini, songwriter from um, uh, in Unison Music. It's a music company that we all started together when we were in college. Um, it uh, members are myself. Uh, Gemini and Vincent King. Um, to the left of me, I have another great friend of mine from high school, uh, Reggie. Yeah, he doesn't really have a tag name, but we call him Reg. But you know, it's Reggie. Uh, he's actually I guess King Reg works. I mean. uh, King Reg, we can work with that. Um, <laughs> arguably, arguably, arguably one of the most um, uh, real, realist and uh, f- uh, funniest people that uh, funniest person that I know. Uh, these two uh, gentlemen are close to my heart. I really care about these guys, and I'm just happy that they're embarking on this uh, journey with me. And um, is there anything that you guys want to say to the people? I mean, I know we were talking about food, but is there anything that you guys want to say to the people? No. Cold and ruthless. Okay, we'll keep it like that. Jim? Um, I'm sorry. I'm still talking about mushroom. Okay, before we get to the mushroom, else. let's get to the drink of the episode. So okay. with every episode, we're going to have... We celebrate a drink, so we talk about... Uh, different drinks. It could be an alcoholic drink. If I got like a health conscious person, I have smoothies on and and you know have some tea or you know, something nice. But today we're having, and Reggie, you bought this. We're having French oh, brandy. I think that was for your birthday or something. It was for the whiskey. It was for whiskey night. Oh, okay. And this is Harnacourt. Harcourt. Harcourt. What? Harcourt. <laughs> it's some new bottle that came out. So yeah. Usually when I go look at store, I'll be like, "What's the new bottle? Let me grab that. Check it out." French brandy. It sounds like a one off of Bobbin Cord, but it's Baba Cool. No, no, no. No, no Baba Cool is. It got nothing to do with that. Yeah, okay. Baba Cool gets you pregnant. Um, oh, Harcourt. Jesus Christ. Jesus. Harcourt. This is. We're gonna try this. This actually is not. It's not bad at all. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. What are you putting the bitters in there? Yes, I am. Oh man, Jesus Christ! How old are you? Sixty-five. I don't care. That is hilarious. Dude, so let's, let's talk about this Nicki Minaj thing. What with the Joe Button situation? Yeah. I, I I okay. Help like me. I like I said before, um before when we were talking about it, I think the problem with Nicki Minaj is that okay, so here's the thing. Okay, Nicki Minaj came up at a time in hip hop where the female rapper has evaporated away. Okay. Remy Ma had went to jail. Okay. And I was sad. Yeah. Lady Lady Luck was not going to make that next step forward. Right. The she brat, couldn't. She couldn't. Yeah. The brat didn't make that next step forward. She was in prison, too. She was in prison, too. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's my fun. Um, Charlie Baltimore was lost to the wind because... Oh, Murder, Inc. went down. When Murder, Inc. went down, wow. everybody went down with it. So she came up at a point where 
who's the only female rapper that you can compare her to? Was Foxy going to be in there? No, Foxy was dealing with too many legal issues. Was Little Kim dealing with it? Kim was there, but it was like... She was worried about surgery. Right, but Kim was there. It was like she's just there at the fucking... Nobody gives a fuck. She's there at the party, you know? But when Nicki came along, and Nicki came and she, she, she took a lot of what Little Kim... Uh, template was right, and it was like, oh, okay, now this female rap shit is starting to get a little bit interesting. And she made the best album. She made that. She made. I mean, her first mixtape, yo, is oh arguably God. one of the best female mixtapes you can ever create. It probably is the best. You know, Cardi's mixtapes were really good. Megan's mixtapes were okay, but it nothing was topping Nicki. Nicki, I mean, Nicki, Nicki just had it. Nicki mm. had it. Yeah. And what happens is, is when you're the only person in your division that can click like that and you don't have competition, you don't know what it's like to be in a fire. Whereas her counterpart in Drake, the reason why Drake, and arguably his greatest disc record is 4 p.m. in Calabasas. No. Yeah, it is. Meek Mill disc record. No, it's 4 p.m. in Calabasas. I'm going to tell you why. It's the most, it's the most pettiest disc record I that guess. was effortlessly, effortlessly performed. And it had so many jabs at Diddy that went over your head. You don't even realize it. It even got Joe Buttons out of retirement to do three re- disc records for were, no reason. That was incredible. But then, you know what's so crazy? Because you brought that up. Okay, so with Drake doing 4 p.m. in Calabasas, do you think he was in the right to actually do that song? Yes. Well, you know, yes. he was wrong. No, he wasn't. He was right. This, right. this all started because Diddy, 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 uh, Drake stole Diddy's song. That that you stole my song. I punched you in the face. You made a diss. No, the icing on the cake was the, <laughs> the icing on the cake. Allegedly, was that he had said something slick to Cassie, which he did do. No, no, that was a lie. Was it? Yeah, it's the same situation happened at the club. It started off. He said something slick to Cassie. That would turn into a lie. Because it actually turned into a fight over the diss song. So there was a lie about the whole Cassie thing. No, that, see, this is... No, 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 they clarified that. Because that was the first rumor. But remember, it wasn't until somebody actually put it out there like it was all over a song. Diddy's not fighting over no song, bro. Diddy's not going to fight over the a song. The song went number one. Zero to 100? I'm fighting... Zero to 100. Yes! Diddy couldn't do it. Diddy couldn't do it. The that's way his beat. That's that's his production. He just asked for Drake to write a little bit on it. Oh, he oh he wrote it, and then took it and produced it, and then became number one. If you took my beat and it went number one, and I don't know, you made a few million, I'm gonna be a little ticked off, just a little, <laughs> no, just a little ticked off. No, especially those are my millions, not your millions, my millions. Of course, but you could have sold the you could have sold the money on the back end for the production rights. That part doesn't matter. As far as far as, far as that that's uh, the engineer's concerned, the producer's concerned, mm. they they sold that beat to you, not to me, the yeah. original owner. Yeah, but that wouldn't make me want to slap you in the face. If you cost me millions of dollars, because I can go to court for that, which I won't. You talking to my woman on some disrespectful shit? I if you telling me that they that they said that that wasn't it? I don't believe that. Okay, let's be honest. Let's be honest. If you're Puff Daddy. And let's just say that Cassie's story is true. He said he said something prejudiced or sexist to my girl. I lost millions of dollars. Disrespecting my girl, millions of dollars. Hmm. 
Not sure about this. I'm gonna slap shit out of you for both reasons. But I'll tell you one thing. It's just a girl. No, it's not. It's, really? it's not. Where's Cassie now? No, you gotta understand. Diddy has reached a point of success in his life where nobody fucks with Diddy. So to have an upstart like him take millions of dollars from me, I could fight that. I could fight the million. That's fine. I could, cause you legally you can fight it. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. If, He's if not I see you, it, if, but, but see, if I see you in the club and you pulling on my woman or you trying to talk to my woman, I gotta, I ha- listen, I gotta put hands on you. You see these paws right here? I hate to say this. They got to go on your face. It's a known factor around the industry that, yes, Drake is known for bagging other people's chicks. It's the truth. But here's the thing. You're not bagging what is not yours. Women are not tamed animals. Right, but they're they're not. You can that's your girl, that's your fiance, that's your wife of thirty years until she meets that guy. Right, but here, listen. and it means nothing. No, right, but listen <laughs> to my point. Listen to my point, though. Listen to my point. Right. The point is, is that okay, bet. Even though you can recognize that, mm-hmm. say for instance, if a man brought his chick to the club and she could recognize that, like yo, regardless of what this other upstart nigga is saying, it don't mean shit. But the nigga gets so annoying because he's that persistent. She reports it to you. I'm saying, guys, I understand that. But remember, the the, the song thing started before that. No, it didn't. So he was already looking for him. No, that's true. And it was probably known that if you stole millions of dollars from me and I see you, I'm hitting you. That girl thing was just a little topping. No. But it wasn't the cake. It wasn't the the cake. No, no, we we agree with you that it's not the case. All right, but I'm saying so. If that's the, if that's the, if, if that's the case, let's not, let's dismiss the whole Cassie thing. We can't. About the money. You can't fully because of the fact that it was mainly the money as the cake. All right, can, all right, can we do this? Ninety percent money, ten percent Cassie. No, I would say no. Hold, I say more so like seventy-five percent money. 25%. Okay, I whatever. As long as it gets the highest percent. Yeah, I, of course. I, as I long as the money it. is number one by far. I give it 60-40. Wow. I give it 60 I say wow. it was more so 75-25 because of the fact that, yes, he was looking at him for the money issue, but then when you have the whole Cassie situation pop up at the last minute, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, yo, you know what? You need to actually realize who the fuck I am right now. Right. I get see that... I get that aspect of it, mm-hmm. but I, I don't want to digress too far from, mm-hmm. from about Drake. Cassie's pregnant with another dude's kid, and you know. No, no, but I, but listen, hold on. But, but to bring it back, so the thing about with Drake is, he's the counterpart to Nicki. He will he will forever be linked to as a counterpart for Nicki. They were the two. Okay. They were the two biggest artists on the Young Money roster. Okay, and when they came out, Definitely. they were the two biggest artists in the world at one point. They were, and when they came out, they had an archetype. Drake's archetype. Was not created. Nikki's was. Drake's archetype is a cool, hopelessly falling in love guy who can sing and rap. Nikki is. We're gonna follow this little kin template, and we're gonna pair you up with this Rick Ross guy who has this Biggie Smalls type of look, and we're gonna we're gonna run with that. Cool. That was a thing. Nikki for a very long time has not received, have not had any competition. For a very long time, has not had any I competition. Agree. I agree. When well, even when Remy Ma came out, it still was not enough for competition. Well, it was one of those things. That, well, his thing. She never, she never had anybody as powerful as her because nobody's seen somebody as powerful as her. 
Of course, Lauren Hill dropped the ball. Remy went to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when Remy came out, people were excited to see that. Of course, definitely. But music is a popularity contest, as they say. Remy won the battle, which we all knew there's a good chance she might win. And she won that battle. And it was a sloppy battle, but yeah. Hey, man. But she hey, won. Oh, the battles were battle. Uh, uh, and she won. It was a sloppy battle, but Remy is still like hands down. Like, you gotta give that to her. But, yeah. But you know the beautiful part about that? Wall Green, Remy won. We heard it. We're like, oh my God, I can't believe she said all these things. But who won the war? Nikki did. That's how, That's all that matters. She's not winning, but she's not going to win the war and, on Cardi and, B. She, long term, she won't. Long term, because like I said, the young buck that's coming up. But it, it always goes back to the biggest artist versus some other guy. L Cool J Cannabis. No offense, Jay Z and Nas. The, the younger guy could, the smaller, younger, less powerful Nas guy. Won, and Nas, Nas beat the hell out of him. Beat the hell out of him. It was bad. Yeah, but Jay Z won the war. Yeah, and that's all I, and, and the crazy part, that's all that matters. Because the crazy part is, and Nicki Minaj actually threw a shot at her even at the end because, you know, I, obviously Remy Ma put the song out, it blew up, whatever, right? But you know, I believe Universal owns that beat. The Ether beat? No, the beat. It, what was it, the Ether beat? Yeah, she did shit. Her freestyle okay. was off the. Oh, yeah. Her freestyle was off Ether. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever that beat was. You know, you can't find it. Really? Somebody made a phone call and took the song down. You can't find the beat. No, no. You can find the Ether beat. You just can't find Remy Ma on it. The fuck out of here! You serious, bro? Remember, at one point that song was on iTunes, Spotify, and all that. Gone. Damn. Why? Hey, but so it was like that was she won the war. She even won the end of the war, <laughs> end of the battle. It's like you shot my people up. You did this on the third, and just when you about to win, <laughs> she Thanos the whole shit. She Thanos the entire shit. <laughs> Can't even find it. Can't even find it. She cool. I mean, literally just said, just said. Oh my god! Not because I remember when it first came out, everybody was talking about it, and then two weeks later. I was reading some report and I was like, oh, it's gone. I was like, you mean the song is gone? Gone. <laughs> gone. Man, I'm telling you. Sometimes you mess with the... Yo, when you mess with somebody powerful than you... Yo, um... Can you take that down? Sure. <laughs> down. What the fuck you mean? Wow. So, I, so now, I, now we're going to get to this part. Okay. So, fast forward years later... And we're not privy to what's going on. We're not like the Joe Button podcast where we're privy to like all the the intricacies of what's going on in the industry. But I mean, I guess we're on the outside looking in. Two music people can look at it and just kind of tell. So, what are the optics for Nicki Minaj? Like, what? Because it looks really bad right now. When you have that spat, okay. When you have that spat with Joe Buttons the way you had it. And you have the Breakfast Club is sarcastically saying that they're sorry and we apologize and Nicki Minaj is the greatest artist in the world. And, you know, we're sorry, Nicki. We don't want you to end up like the Monique of, like, rap. You know what I mean? Like No worries about that. Right. <laughs> what are the optics? She, I think she looks really bad. It's a thing where, to be honest with is she, you. Is she scared of what Cardi B represents? No. I think she's scared of opinion. This is all opinions. Public opinion, yes. I think more so she's scared of. Yeah, 
Cut the public part. <laughs> you think she so? Bro, you say something. Oh, I thought you were my friends. Bro, I was just she talking. She has been getting sensitive lately. No, no. Years. Yeah, she, yeah, she this start, bro, this started from the um, no, Hot 97 up. thing. No, yeah. no, 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 no. The Hot 97 thing. She was supposed to go to Summer some, summer Jam or some shit like that. Wait, Summer Jam? What the fuck? Yeah, it's Summer Jam. Summer That's jam. their biggest ah, one. Yeah, yeah. And then Rosenberg said something. And she didn't perform. She Not only did she not perform, Lil Wayne didn't perform. And when she came on radio, it was like, yo, why didn't you perform? Oh, you said something about me. Da, da, da. I got to say something about everybody. It's an opinion. Strike one. And then it started from, it kept going on from there. That was by the second album. Because he was criticizing Starships. Which I would too. You went from... Gangster rap, a couple of singing songs to Starships. Yeah, I think I think the criticism was fair, but I think that's his job for him to criticize and see. Like, if you put out music and we're we're so used to this, and there's nothing wrong with an artist changing or developing a brand new style or just wanting to just experiment. But if it's like if it's Fail. if it's bad, yeah. it's bad because if it's good, it's. I think I when Jay Z did that that fusion with Linkin Park, that shit was trash. I liked it. That's the crazy part. I, I, it was trash. To me, it was trash. Yeah. Other people liked it. Yeah. I didn't like it. But you know what's so crazy is because of the fact that with people or with artists basically hearing these opinions, they take it into heed as in terms of how they're going to be represented on, on the basis of the show. Like, for instance, granted, even though she took it a little bit too sensitive as in terms of what Paul Rosenberg said, but this is what I'm assuming. Paul, said, Peter? Peter. Well, whatever. Peter. Rosenberg, let's go. Yeah. He, don't, he don't matter. <laughs> he really don't matter. Go ahead. Listen, I'm trying to... Rosenberg does matter. He he plays a role. No, he does play a role yeah. because he does play... He's a, he's a good he guy. He plays a lot of underground hip-hop, so I can't take that away from him. Yeah, he's I a good guy. Sure he's a, he's a, he's a valid guy. Right. And he's a, serious, he's a serious wrestling fan. Yeah, so he's a serious wrestling fan that's... It's not... Wrestling's actually not serious. And <laughs> he does... He plays an underground song to be cool. Look, I found this artist. He sounds cool. I'm no. still in the door, right? Bro. No. <laughs> Only Hot 97 says you're at the door. Everybody else don't like you. Let's be honest. Either way, regardless, the main thing I was trying to point out was he, that... He sadly enough has a point. Because a lot of people genuinely don't like Peter Rosenberg. I don't know why. I think because he has... It's like obvious. He has like this, like no, because there's the thing about it is that he could be biased with his opinions at times. Nah, it, it, said that. it's a little deeper than that. It's, it's deeper, but the simple fact nobody I, nobody could put their finger on it. I know. I'm curious. What is your take on Peter Rosenberg as a terms of why people don't like him? I'm curious. Well, I just gave you a couple. He comes off. He, he comes off really music snobbish. Okay, yeah, definitely. I could agree. Ooh, I agree. Fact, and he comes. Okay. He comes. He comes off as a hip hop elitist. I could agree. Matter of fact. Perfect example. I can agree with Kendrick that. Lamar. What about him? He swears Kendrick Lamar is god of rap. No, he's been god of rap for since he came out. No. He's his number one favorite artist, even he's, though he's then he's never heard of twice, M- three times he's, age. Then he's never heard of MF Doom. Oh, that's something. But I just remember some artists coming up to the show. They were talking. It was just like, yo, bro. Like this whole Kendrick Lamar thing is just like he's a great artist, but. He's not God. He, he, no, no, he's not. He's not that. He was trying to say like, you're you're comparing him to like people 
Jay Z's and this dude even mentioned MF Doom. He actually mentioned MF Doom. Like, do you understand? Like, if you ever heard these guys, yeah, I heard of MF Doom. You heard? Like, no, have you really heard yeah, these guys? Fact, what's the name of that dude? Uh, Lupe Fiasco. He's the one who questioned him. And when I was hearing him say all these artists' names and Rosenberg looked confused, I thought you were part of hip hop. Yeah. You shouldn't be confused with somebody named the artist. Yeah. MF Doom's been out for many Mad years. years. Mad so years. You looked confused. Yeah. Oh, I never d- dived in in a way that look like that look I yeah. never dived in. But yet you you named this young mid twenty year old the greatest rapper of all time. Yeah. Of uh, three albums. Yeah. Immortal Technique. If you put My if you God, if you put Kendrick you. up against Immortal Technique, Immortal Technique is it gonna is kill that guy. It is a rap. Tech would kill that guy. Like, oh like, 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 yeah, well, even, well. even me, even me as a, as a hip hop artist, there's a part of me that feels like if you set me in a room with Drake, Kendrick and Cole, the only person I'm concerned about is Cole. J. Cole. Cole, by far. If you set me in a room and, and I got it, we're on a four man song. Everybody gets 16 but bars. But I'm not worried about Kendrick. I'm, I'm not worried about Kendrick. I'm not worried about Drake. Cole is, Cole has the... The what makes me like at all at how J Cole raps? I like how we're talking about J Cole. We're getting on Nikki. Um, but what makes me at all about how J Cole raps is that when he uses references, the his references are so relatable, and the way he phrases them is as if we're having a conversation right now. But he finds a rhythmic way of saying it, and the only artist I've been able to see do that. Is doom. Nobody else can do that. And, and yo, just to add to your point, this is why fans shouldn't know who's better. People, you know, because Lamar sales, hits, singles. But you know what it is with J. Cole if he came. Yeah. We all know if he came, there's gonna be problems. Yeah. J. Cole's J. Cole's out of, out of that out of that trifecta. Was it? Because I think I think it was it was J Cole. It was actually the four way because it was J Cole, Kendrick, Drake, and I think the fourth guy. It wasn't Wale. It was supposed to be Big Kurt. Well, that's not nah. He was. He did come out around the same time. They did. They did. I don't think they did. They did. I think think they did. I think they did. Could be wrong. That's what I'm saying. I don't think so. But but whatever the case may be, um, between those three, first album. Of course, Kendrick t- destroys everybody. Uh, I will... I'll give you that, yes. By the second album on, it's between, Cole got better. It's between Drake and, and J. Cole. There you go. Yeah. Cole got better, way better. And to pimp a... I'll, I'll give you... I'll give you here's, here's the thing about the first album. And you know I don't like the album, to pimp Butterfly. I don't even know. I, lo- I... It's either you love the album or, or you, you fucking hate it. the album. Because you know but, what? But you see, the, I don't like albums like that. The album should be agreeable. Whoa, 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 hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. Certain albums? No, no. Certain albums should be agreeable. But then that also matters about the genre that you're in. Because remember, if you think about genre and music as in terms of how it ascertains to it, you have certain rappers that basically will base their sound or their lyrics around more of a contemporary sense as opposed to other artists who basically will come in a little bit too heavy alright but I guess I get that I understand what you're saying it's just I feel like sometimes popularity overshadows 
actual talent. I get that. That's why Nikki is relevant today. Yeah, and it's just like I always look at who I want to actually listen to. I don't care about popularity. I want to listen to somebody that gets me excited. I remember Rick Ross album come out. I was like, oh, I've been waiting for months. I need somebody like Rick Ross. Came out, loved it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just with Kendrick Lamar. Like, I hate to say this. First album was great. Second album was way off the Untitled. I wasn't feeling. What was it? Damn. I felt okay about it. Yeah, damn wasn't. Damn was. Yeah, I didn't. Short term was good. I don't know. You, you know, listening like, to today, you wouldn't. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You don't go back to. You know what it is about his albums? Creatively, they're masterpieces. Yeah. When you just kind of sit back and say to yourself, "Am I gonna play this shit one year from now?" No. No. And that, guess what? I deleted it roughly eight months later. Forest Hills Drive. Mm. I, yo, I, I play that till today. You saw, but do you see why I say agreeable? Ah. I get that. But you see what I said about agreeable? I get that. The love it, hate it shit, I don't like to hear that. I want to hear, uh, well, you know, if I heard, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no... It's a big win. It's a big loss. It's a. It's either extremely hard or it's agreeable. It's no bottom. It's no bottom. I agree to that. I I can understand. I can understand that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah, understand yeah. that point where it's like you know like, certain albums like. You thought that was bad. I don't. Yeah. There you go. But okay, so you know. Yeah. What, do you know what's so crazy mm-hmm. to to say that? Then let me ask you a question. How do you feel about? J. Cole's latest project then, as in terms of opposed to what he did previous. And I, I'm talking about like, because remember, you had K.O.D. Yeah. And then now you got the Dream Chasers. Dream Chasers. Project. Project. Yeah, project. Yeah. And granted, you got Middle Child. Now. Well, you got like two singles. Middle Child is something else. Right. I have to go back to my phone. Middle Child's on that album though. On the Dream Chasers album. I didn't remember seeing it there. It's on there. Oh, okay. Well, so, I, I feel a way about that project. What, what do you feel? I'm curious. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Because ever since I've heard ATM, don't get me wrong, I still feel J. Cole has got it. It's just, you know what it is? I will say that with his experimentation at times. I'm I think not he, say I, all I, times. I genuinely think he just don't give a fuck. At times, it just throws me off. I don't think he gives a fuck. I think both, both your assessments are correct. I think... I think he wants to experiment. Yeah. And I think I think when he goes to that place where he's like, I want to try this, I want to try that, I don't give a fuck if I sell or not. Right. And it, I think... I think his ego has gotten the better of him. And I'm going to tell you why. Because you might not think he's ego-driven, but I think he... I think I really think J. Cole is severely ego-driven. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I I mean, granted, I think there's more to him as in terms of like how you break it down, but I think there's that's included. Well, here's have. the thing: it's about when an artist experiments. Most people don't like it. Sure, they want you to be still there. If you, you know what, this is the best way to explain it. I want your album to be eighty percent of what I expect, and you can throw your extra twenty percent bullshit if you want, yeah. and I might like it. Yeah, but if you experiment an entire album, yeah, you and I'm your fan. You're fucking, fucking with me. Yeah. Perfect. You're fucking with ah, me. Ah, but that's the thing. See, but that's the thing about it, though. Okay. Fickle fans, man. That's why. Okay, go ahead. 
No, no, not to cut you off. I'm going to let you definitely speak. Mm-hmm. It's a thing where, as Reg just said, fickle fans. I feel, honestly, that if I'm a fan of yours, and so far I've already ran this train with you through damn near two, three albums. Okay, granted, don't go so fully, of course, where now you don't lost me. But definitely, if you want to try some new shit, then inform me. Enlighten me. Here's where the Dream Chaser projects come in at. Because that's a really hit or miss type of thing. Right. Two points. One, who the fuck are you to basically put over 17 artists I probably never heard of on a platform and think I'm going to listen to it just because your name is attached, your to, name it. Is attached to it? That's one. Jesus Christ. Hmm. See how ego-driven that is? I mean, it, you know what happened? You know what's funny? I listened to it and I was just like... You know, I don't know this guy, I don't know this guy, I don't know this guy. I was like, all right, whatever. And I remember somebody mentioned it, and they were just like, bro, you put artists on this shit, some of them sound hard, some of them sound okay, and I don't even know their name. And I think that's the first time I've ever seen anybody do that. I here's think a, so. Here's the second point of why he's wow. ego-driven. Why did you do it? I Tell guess, me, Cole, why did you do that? Help put, put people on? It's bigger than that. It's bigger. it's it's bigger it's bigger than that. For so many years we have not seen hip hop artists be the doorway for a lot of people. You had to go through a real shit. even today. They say that today's the wild west when it comes to music. You can drop one song today, be a fucking number one artist tomorrow and lose all that money the following day, right? Cool. I don't really believe that. I still think you have to go through a funnel process. I still okay. think there's art, artist development. I still think that there's a process that you got to go through. Mm. Well, actually, it, 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 that part doesn't make any sense because, what was it? They call it SoundCloud? Yeah. If I'm a SoundCloud artist, one of my songs pop off, blowing, all of a sudden I'm touring with this song I got from some dude's computer from Memphis, Tennessee. I made this shit hard. I'm going on tour, what, 25000 a show? I you do know that, that SoundCloud has verified artists that they that they signed. I didn't know that. Okay. In fact, this is the best way to explain it. As far as the word SoundCloud artists came out, how many actually blew up? A very small handful. There you go. That, but that goes back to my point, that there's a funneling process of artist development. Somebody has to help. J and J Cole's to help. But J not, Cole, th- not this way. I mean, J Cole's to help. I didn't like it. I like I like right. I like yeah. the music, but I didn't like the way that it. I didn't like the way that it came about. Because if that was the case, why didn't you sign these kids? I mean, you know, he has. Damn, I have to go through the artist. At least four of his artists are on the album. So why these kids ain't plugged in? We just took a collection of people. Then how many other artists you know are fighting fighting for that same spot? How come they didn't get that spot? How come there wasn't a contest about it? You know what happened? It kind of like you know what happened. This is a perfect example. Remember when Dynasty Rockefeller, uh, uh, Rock Familiar? And you were just gonna bring that album up because that was the to, only one I could compare it with. That's the only comparison. But here's a beautiful part. Everybody knew those things before it came out. You're right. fucking right. Everybody knew it was it was a male who was the weakest one. 
it was oh, like that's because they all got an introduction on certain other various tracks before this whole album even came out as opposed to what happened with J. Cole and that's why when I, you know what's funny it's like you, you just do these artists on us and expect us to accept them and it's like okay I well, think it was just like, you know what it was right. just too many it was just too many right and I'm trying to listen you know what's funny you, you know when you try to listen to an album you're trying to dig deep into it what's the song about what are you singing mm-hmm. you know da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. but I just remember hearing all these voices and I felt like an idiot and then got lost. I don't blame you. I felt like an idiot got lost. I'm like, that's very awkward. I'm like, I don't blame you. I feel, I feel dumb listening to this shit. But it's like, they must be saying something. It's just so many voices after song, after song, after song. And then I just... There are some songs... And I, I can't delete that shit right now. Man. Nah. I, there are some songs no, that's on that project that you can tell there was a lot of... And also, I think the project was really like... I think they all got, they were all in the studio. Some niggas was getting high, some niggas wasn't, some niggas was drinking, some niggas wasn't. <laughs> and they all was like, yo, we about to just make this fucking project. It's about to take us like one week. All right, let's make a project and they just go in there and do it, right? I can tell songs that had patience. You can hear songs that had patience. And certain songs that were rushed. And certain songs that were just like, it was a Tupac, throw the nigga in the booth, take the other nigga out. Oh, nigga, nigga, in the booth. Take that in and out. What did he say three times? That's the hook. I could tell that was... You can hear... It. When you do music, you hear music differently. Right. I've never... You know what? Ever since I became an artist, I've never enjoyed music. I've, I've never enjoyed it. Because I, I can hear... Like, I could be listening to a song, and I can I can tell you what part they worked on first. Oh, I got you. You're not listening to the music. You're trying to see how they did it. How they did it. I can tell you. Wow. Like, I can listen to a Travis... Oh, so it kind of messes you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I can listen to a Travis Scott song. And I'd be like, oh, this wasn't... He didn't do the verse first. He probably did the hook. Or... And I can tell you... I, it, I've gotten good to the point where I can tell you this was the idea. And you can hear it. They layer it differently. And you're going through all those songs. And I'm going through all those songs. I'm just... I'm not listening to music anymore. I'm just like... How do they do this? How do they do this? Cause I, that, so I listen to artists like um, it's what this is why I think Travis Scott is God in disguise. Like this, and I really don't like him as an artist. It's a crazy part. No, but Travis Scott is a whole fucking animal. I'm, I'm I, why he, why do why do I think he's God in disguise? Oh, okay. so oh, he agrees with me. Okay, okay. <laughs> Here's why I think he's God in disguise. Travis Scott's music. I cannot explain it. I can. No. It's futuristic. A, it's beyond that. It is... There's no such thing as beyond No, bro. It is... It's euphoria wrapped in an ecstasy pill. <laughs> it, no. Wow. Technically... That's a fan right there. What Holy he... Shit. Technically, what he's... All right, so we... We all don't like... Well, I, I love the auto-tune wave, right? What he's doing with this auto-tune and how he layers it and spaces it out, half the time, I don't know what the fuck I'm hearing. All I know is I'm not here anymore. <laughs> he literally... Uh, he literally... Literally. <laughs> I've been high as fuck and I've listened to Travis Scott and that shit is on par with some really good sex. Because the mood that he puts you in, the effects of the voice, everything that he does, it just, like, it moves you. He, this nigga does not miss. He
He's not a lyricist. I don't need him to make oh, lyrics. Yeah, we, we're, we're but but you know what though? I don't want him for the lyrics. I want him for the feeling. And he and he understands pitch, tone, placement, stacks. Technically, he get it. Right. He can say gorilla shit on a record seventeen times straight, so and I'm still gonna bop it. But you see right there, I think that's where you fucked up. Mm. You said his lyrics were shit. He's not a lyricist. No, no. All right, fine. He's not a lyricist. His production is beyond. Phenomenal. Okay. And here's the problem. Most producers usually are horrible writers because they're focused on laying everything down perfectly. Right? Mm-hmm. Name the best producers in your lifetime that you could think of. They got somebody else to write their shit so it sounds better. Except for Jay Dilla. Well, he's not, he's not part of the discussion. So we'll <laughs> skip that. But we can all agree, and I hate to say this, Travis Scott's albums will not survive the test of time. Oh, you're a fucking listen, liar. Listen, listen. You agree? With Travis Scott's album surviving the test of time? Yeah. Bro. You're, you obvious. guys... No, but this out one, of no, your no, mind. I'm, no, I'm explaining why. I'm explaining why. This is the perfect example why Dre works and Travis doesn't. Dre hasn't put out an album in years. The last album he put out was that that Compton shit. Yeah, that Compton shit, and it sounded great. All these other, all these other albums, somebody was doing else doing, doing right. He was doing a production. Classic, 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 right? Mm-hmm. He's the only, I hate the, this crazy part, he's the probably the only artist, every album he's done has been a classic that's been under his name. Only under his name. I'm not talking about The Firm Release or Compton. Detox, and then we'll talk. Well, if you want Detox, listen to the documentary and listen to Get Rich, Die Trying. That was the first Detox. True. How, How was the production on that? Yo, game definitely. Yo, that what? Yeah. So we, that's detox in a nutshell. Give how, me, how, how how that would have sounded back in 06, 07? I want something with a Dr. Dre stamp that says this is detox, and then we'll talk. All right, but I just told you, Gerrit's Die Trying no. and document. No, no, everybody knows it's out there publicly. The documentary at Gerrit's Die Trying is literally half of detox and the other half of detox. That's Those it. albums are classics. Split. Okay, well, let's just get back to the subject they had. So, but Travis Scott won't last. Travis Scott is God. Production-wise. Production-wise. His production albums will not last. His album's, album's going to last. Unless he gets somebody like a Jay-Z behind doing his lyrics. Then he could be... Cla- Matter of fact, does he have a Astro- classic album? Astroland. Wait, wait. Astroland's a classic? Astroland's a classic. A classic? Astroland's a classic. Ashland is a classic. Now you're a country Lamar fan. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Listen, I'll say this straight up. There's no way in a room full of... Travis Scott right now is wow. working because right now it's working to the availability of what is being asked of him. Now, his music will not eventually last because remember, eventually, right now it's working for him, but eventually it has to grow. His music is not going to grow beyond this point. Because of the lyrics. 
because he has not hit a true, true classic album by far. All right, matter of fact, but it doesn't need to grow. That's the thing. Well, he's at hit. He's at a white hot spot right now. So you mean it doesn't need to grow? It doesn't need to grow. So you mean to tell me? Just keep cracking the hits. That's okay. That's pretty. I agree with that. Keep cracking it. But just what I'm saying, you crack hits. You can produce the best shit. People are gonna hop on it. But just remember, 10, 15 years from now, those checks you're supposed to get every three months is not gonna look like it is today. It will not. I promise you that. Your ass gonna be going on tour. It, <laughs> hold up, fresh, fresh. Sleep style. Hold on, my bad. On the one hand, I want to believe that statement. I actually do. <laughs> mm. But what's so fucked up is because of the fact of, and I'm, you're realizing how much of the industry and just the world is changing with the fact of how they're perceiving this Young Thug album that just came out. The reviews on this, and trust me, I've heard it. I've actually took the time out to hear it. Now, do I still have my feelings about it? Hell yeah, I do. I'm not going to say it and bullshit you. Okay. But the reviews of how motherfuckers are adapting to this nigga's voice, knowing that his pitch is damn near all over the place. Yeah, but it's a vibe. It it, it, it boggles my fucking mind. Nah, it's a vibe. You know what happened? If you, I would say if you create something that's different... You just created a whole new space, a whole new door, and people will listen because it's different. See, I had an argument. works. I had an argument with somebody. Always works. I had an argument with a group of people, actually. No, usually. I told them, um, usually. <laughs> I told oh, <laughs> Asshole. I told them. I don't want to be mean. <laughs> um, I said that this new um, wave of rap, I said it's similar to scat music. I remember we was he- you was talking well about that. Yeah, and I so I said, um, I said this this new way of a rap is similar to scat, and they kind of looked at me and they was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? Like, how is that shit skim- similar to scat?" I was like, "Well, I was like, it has the same principles as right. scat." I was just thinking no, about that earlier. There's too. no there's no lyrics there. I mean, you're simply going skippity boop bop do that, but like it's it's basically how you carry it's how you carrying the melody and I'm like when you start hearing a lot of like mumble rappers I say that with quotation marks because we don't have a an actual name to call them so when you listen to mumble rappers and they're going to eh, 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 when they're mumbling it's like you bop to it and it's like okay there's a pitch there there's a note there um what we've been used to hearing is yo bars and there's no more bars anymore it's just we're gonna do whatever the fuck we're gonna do i'm gonna say one line it's probably gonna be clear as fuck we're gonna call that the hook and then that's the song the two beat, minutes two minutes the beat is fire or your beat's gonna be fire the beat is fire i don't have to waste time listening to it and it's digestible you know what's so crazy just from a songwriting aspect i actually had to take some time out to actually just to just actually learn for like as in terms of the transition from what is needed for the melodic steps as in terms of writing a song, I've actually had to find myself listening more to Al Jarreau. Like I actually was a fan of him as a kid, but still, when you're looking at scatting for what you could use transposing that styling to what just R&B and what rap is becoming today with trap, it's like the fuck. I can see you, forty-five year old. Wearing a Kango hat, smoking a black amount, talking about damn. If 
I was 15 years younger, I'd fuck the shit out of you. I could see you doing that and hollering at bitches like that. Algero. I, 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 I can't see him doing that. Algero. Where did that come from? I don't know. Algero? Yeah, listen to Algero. So? No, no, but you know what happened? He's he, he's trying to... Like, I always tell everybody, you got to listen to a little bit of everything. Yeah, I tell people that all the time. Algero? But here's the thing. He said Algero. I just mentioned before the podcast even started, emotional oranges. Y'all niggas looked at me like I was crazy. And I was just like, you don't know. <laughs> I said, I'm gonna check that emotional oranges. Yeah, but I want to get back to this whole trap music thing. I, got, I love you so much. I got roots in jazz, man. Come on, man. No, no, I got right. Like no, nah, I, lo- I, I got, I got roots in jazz too. I, I mean, I just dived into Kenny G a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, now I understand. Really? Yeah. Just now. <sighs> when you get deep into jazz, you look at Kenny G like logic. Straight up. <laughs> Yo, straight facts. I was like, I sat down, I listened. Oh, it's nice. I understand. No, no. When you get deep in the jazz, you, I'm telling you, you listen to it. You when you hear Kenny G and he's on his little cute saxophone and he's playing it, it's like logic. That's nice. But when you hear, it's cute. When you hear like Terrence Blanchard, Max Roach, when you hear those names, I need to listen to that then. You know, but you, Kenny G. Now I understand. Okay, Kenny G's... Because I was wondering, I was like, you know what, I got this... Kenny G's cute. I got this title thing, I need to, you know, dive in a little bit more. No, get, you got get get deep into it. When you start when you start to play the Miles Davis, when you start listening to the Coltrane, mm-hmm. and you start, like, really, like, just, like, um... See, you don't smoke, so I wish I wish you smoked and then listened to it, too. Nah, things would turn bad and confusing. Yeah, but I mean, it, but... <laughs> But you know, you get a you get a bottle of you get a bottle of like uh like what's uh, what's a good uh fucking whiskey uh, McCallan, is it McCallahan? Sounds familiar. I'm not yeah. sure. And you you know get a get a nice fine brandy. You know what I mean. Get a nice fine scotch. You know what I mean. I think we should all go there. We you guys want to go to a jazz club? Dude, I've already been to jazz clubs. Which one are you talking? About? I'm not going to Groove. Groove is like going to like fucking like Amazon for jazz. I'm not doing that. Yeah, go to. Um... That is hilarious. <laughs> No, go to Bruno, dude. I told you. Well, if, if, maybe if it's Amazon, maybe if it's Amazon today, because Amazon probably ain't shit today. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, hopefully. But Blue Note, though. Blue Note. Yeah. yeah. The only thing about Blue Note is Blue Note's like. I know it's kind of a little. Two bit drink minimum, two meal minimum. The meal is like sixty dollars a pop. Your That's bitch gotta look good. Get money out you. What you expect? <laughs> but yo, let me ask you a question. Let me get an answer. Who, who is? You guys have a favorite trap artist? Yes. Hmm. Do you have a favorite trap artist? He's not all. He's not fully trapped, but he's Fuck. somewhat trapped. Though. I'm so ashamed right, to admit this. No, no, but don't oh, hold on yet. Hold on before you say anything. Okay. I'm not ashamed. You pick an artist, right? Right. That's your favorite. Okay. Clothes on your top ten in a lifetime, but it's all right. We all know that. Does he have a? Does this individual have a classic album? No, no. And this is why they will not survive. I love Lil Uzi Vert. I lo- wow! I love yo. You just lost me. <laughs> I love Lil Uzi Vert. And that's the, the kid, sad part. The you're, kid, you're not gonna hear from him for another probably year or so. The kid can do no wrong in my eyes, dude. I love that kid. What, how it was like to actually? I don't, but I don't think Lil Uzi considers. I don't think he's a trap rapper. What is he considered then? Mumble rap. Are we talking trap trap? I'm not sure. I thought there was six nine the trap. I, I thought it was the same umbrella. I, nigga, I don't even listen. Six nine trap. That don't even sound right. Uh, that wasn't trap, right? Yeah, he's trapping somebody. <laughs> he's getting yeah. trapped by somebody. Yeah. No, he's trapping somebody. He's not. <laughs> you know. But I but, miss six nine so much. Honestly, he did make it fun. I miss six he nine. Did, he did make it 
fun. He made it. <laughs> he made honestly, it fun. He made it a conversation. Yeah, he did. For over a year, some change. I miss six nine. Every couple months, somebody was yo, be like yo, you know what? Yo, you know what six nine said? Are you still recording? I am. For the facts of the fans who know, notice it out there, Gemini does not support six nine. I don't give a fuck what no one got said. Wait, time I, out. I time out. I, I, you have to agree. Time out. When yeah. gum. Okay, hold on. When Gummo dropped. Alright, we're, we're talking about the music. We're not talking about that shit he's doing right now. No, we're just talking about as an artist. Do I listen to Six Nine? No. Wait, wait, hold on, wait. All right. I'm not. No, don't get me. I'm not hating on him. No, 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 I'm not hating on him. I just want to ask a question. Sure. You never liked at least one of his songs. Oh, have I listened to his song? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Have you ever <laughs> liked one of his songs? Oh no. Wow. You didn't like Gummo. No. Damn. You didn't like Kiki. I actually did like Kiki. I mean, I that's heard the first it. time I liked the Six Nine song. I heard it, but I still have the right to my opinion. No, no, no one. Oh, that's very surprising. Because he had a yo. He had a run. Yeah, like he got the stiffy. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I yo, he reminds me of Onyx. More energy though. Crazy more energy. He reminds me of Onyx. L- just less lyrical, more energy. He reminds me of Onyx. He has an Onyx register. Matter of fact, the sad part is... Yes, I said you know, Onyx. Sticky fact, fingers. And if, you know the crazy the, part the is... blasphemy right whoa, now, my nigga. <laughs> no, actually... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's be honest. No, because... Okay, go. Onyx's highest point is nowhere near Takashi 6 ix highest point. Not at it, all. For, for the t- he's only been here for this long. He was such a monster for this amount of time. It's crazy. You know what? Onyx only has slam. Dun, 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 Maybe not speak on <laughs> No, you guys just no shit because it, no, no, it's obvious the six nine got it. They're not even the same conversation. It's not even just that. I mean, you know what? I, I mean, it's okay. That, it's not the same conversation. The Power One Hundred Five interview, blood. This is gonna be a top interview. I promise you, blood. And it was, which is weird. Interview. It was, and it was weird. Charlemagne, look, he called blood. that shit. He called that Listen, shit. Listen, if people like Six Nine, that's up to them. Holla, 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 holla. His name, I'm hating on his music. Yeah, recording. Just, no, no, I just don't believe there's not one song that you don't like. This gonna be I don't top, believe that. This is gonna be a top interview. That, that means you didn't listen to you didn't listen to well. I can I'm not say gonna, this I'm not gonna clearly say this on this. Did you right never now. listen to it? Did you never listen to it? I have listened to it. No, no. I'm saying listen uh, for that little ass catalog he got. That's listen. a very little catalog. You know where you're gonna go through and tie his catalog and be like, Trash. I like this song. No, everything is trash. I don't believe. No, 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 no. If Kanye say shit is trash, then he, he didn't listen to it. Now nah, he listened. Not to it. one. He, did, he listened to it. I don't believe, I don't believe he it. He listened to it. I don't believe it. He listened to it. The catalog? No. He listened to it. But it, see, the way, if it don't get him, if it don't, if you don't catch him in 30 seconds, he going to listen to the whole song. But he going to think about the first 30 seconds. He going to listen to your song. That's one thing about Kanye. All right. All right. <laughs> he going to listen to your song. Where's the fuck the But first 30 seconds, he going to be like, shit's trash. And right. then after the whole shit is on, he going to be like, oh, word? And then when we talk, he's like, oh. I mean, I got that point. Trash. <laughs> but the same thing he just did, we did to him when he mentioned Onyx and 6 9 in the same conversation. That's the exact same look. Onyx, 6 9 Nope. Not in the same borough. Listen, you could sit here. Not in the same borough. One is in Staten Island. You're, you're taking a bridge. Listen, I could sit Long here right bridge. now. I could sit here right now and sit here and say that you <laughs> might be right. Might. That 6 9 that 6 9 sells no... His... Sales go beyond what Onyx did. But at the end of the day, if a person is saying, yo, straight up, okay, I like Onyx, 6 9 for me, 
Yo, he had the right to be entitled no, to no, that No, no, of course, of course. Nah, of nah, course, we, 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 nah, definitely. I, I got you on that point. It's just, you shouldn't mention those two together. Looks really bad. Yeah, but I mean, he. But but what I would say is about six nine is just that he has a he has an onyx like register, and that's that's the only thing I could compare. I can see what you mean by that because of how it looks. how how he comes on yeah. and it, it's and I think he was so much fun. Yeah, six nine was, was fun. He was so much. Six fun. nine made hip hop just, just fun. Just watching out, it, it was happened. unbelievable at times. That's, <laughs> that's what point. made it fun. It became like KFAB. It's like yo, nigga, I don't believe how the shit you say. But right see, that's now, when it, wrestling, it doesn't matter. But that's when wrestling was dope. I like the fact that it was K. But bro, understand when he popped off, song was going off. Everybody was like, "Damn, this guy's like next fifty doing this down the third. And then you got like laid out in an airport by like two dudes, and he can't, he had three with him. And it was like, okay, that's that's one L. And he and the crazy part, next song big, yeah. took another L. And uh, when he went to. What do you got to do with? Oh, I, forgot, I forgot his name. Listen, I'm gonna be not that perfectly... trade situation in Brooklyn. No, oh. no, 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 no. I'm talking about um. He came. He came to somebody's town. He didn't pay the respects he was supposed to. Oh, um, um. That's not when he went to Chicago. No. He was supposed to check in. It was when he went to L.A. No, it was in L.A. He had to check in. No, it was something else. It was much worse. I went to L.A. I like when you go, I'm no, no, to L.A. They, they told me, they, they, I don't got to check in. I don't got to check in. I check in right where I'm at. That's what's up, blood. And he didn't perform in L.A. That's the <laughs> funny part. He didn't even perform in L.A. 6 9 was fun. He was fun. He was fun. Listen, I'll tell you. Because every time, yo, check this out. Every time there was a gangsta ass song, a week later, he'd be in the city. There'd be a video, and it's like, that gangster shit flew out the window. You see my point? And then a month later, a hot song came on again. And then some shit would come out and the window. Video, yo, I'm not going to hold you. His videos were pretty great. Were fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, he had Brooklyn on A lot of the 90s. But I will say this. I will yeah, say this. What I was reminded of when every time... I can't say every time when he rapped, but a lot of times when he raps, I was reminded of this kid who I used to see... Come and granted, yeah, I'm gonna sound old, but I don't care. When you're coming from high school, this little nigga who was usually sitting at the front of the bus, but now sitting at the back, talking shit, and now is getting thrown out the window of the bus. That's what he remind me of. With rainbow hair, I ain't gotta say with rainbow hair. Just, but that's what he remind. But actually, just a little kid that's like talking shit and just like. No, it's not even that. It's it's not even towards that. It's just the image that you're presenting, where it's like, yo, you're not really this gangster. You, you, you're not okay but wait a minute for, perfect question this really happened right right was it entertaining oh see him getting thrown off the bus hell yeah no 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 no, no. Was all he entertaining was, all yeah. she was talking and throwing out the overall picture was he entertaining when you thinking about it today they go oh, smile yeah that's it that's it that's he, all I need to hear he had a good run because I know I was going to get there sick. There you go. It's <laughs> but, fun. But, but six pack kept ducking and dodging. It's like nigga, nah, who did it, bro? That's listen. If so, so you mean it's wait, 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 you mean to tell me there wasn't times where like okay, six nine is supposed to face some shit and this nigga you never seen. Him. No, it's not even that. It's just like I like the fact that six nine was himself. Even if that wasn't himself, he was who six nine is supposed to be. This superior super thug. All right, you know what? This is a perfect example. Right times here. you're gonna have to back it up. Not all the time because yeah. Back it up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, let's time, stop that right there. Let's stop that right there. What? Okay, so let's let's speak on it. I'm gonna say two things. Okay. 
Peter, people don't watch NASCAR for them driving. I don't okay. even know why people watch NASCAR. You got me on that one. <laughs> you know what the answer is. Why do they watch NASCAR? No, no, no. Do you know what the answer You know what the answer is. From what I know, it's just a white people sport, so... It's no, racist. I'm gonna ask you again. I'm gonna ask you. That's racist. It's a white that, people's That's sport. racist, but it's okay. I'm gonna ask mean, you. I'm gonna ask you, Vince. Why do people I know watch NASCAR? Ignorant, they watch. Hold on. Hold on. Why do they watch NASCAR? They identify with the drivers. Oh my god! They watch for car accidents, crashes, and shit burning. That is the whole point. So they're wait a minute. They're racing. Yes. So they're but sitting there for three hours waiting for somebody to crash. Yes, oh God, because you know what happens? Everybody's sitting down eating popcorn and drinking. <laughs> All here is a bump. Everybody slowly starts getting up. They're like, oh, shit. And you see seven cars crash to each other. This is what I came for. Then you can leave. They come for that. You so you part of it is the race. Most of it's the car accident. Wait a minute. You sit you for see three a car hours into two and a half hours in. Oh my god, that's a car accident. Cool, I can go now. Oh, wait really? a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you mean to tell me that people pay tickets and eat popcorn mm-hmm. and get fat sitting in the stands? Of course, Midwest. Waiting. <laughs> Sounds about right. Waiting for people mm-hmm. to. Get into a car accident. Yes, multiple. And you see a far that could potentially die. Oh, people have died. And you see a car literally flying in the air and flying against a fence and bouncing off the fence. And people are like, oh my god, I almost got hit by a flying car. Yeah, that's what I came for. And then after that, like the guy who never crashed wins the race. You know what I'm saying? And he's celebrating. And everybody's like, yo, look at that car. Oh my god, yo, son, that shit is fucked up. That's what it's about. Why, do, why was boxing the number one sport at one, one, one point in the world? Oh, people want to see people get their ass whipped. People want to see things blow up. You know people want to see violence. Because you want to see, see, you see that kid on that bus talk shit, punch in the face, smack, throw out a window. Because guess what? You were with that kid for years in high school, right? Right. This went on for years, right? Right. There you go. How long was he talking Why did nobody shit? stop it? No, literally, it was like as soon as I got to Van Buren, literally within um, about a year, got I seen him get thrown off the bus. Mm-hmm. Was, How long was he popping shit though? He would pop shit like a good amount of times, but it was like he actually was he black white? No, he was black. But black. the thing about it is that he usually sat at the front of the bus. He was short. Actually, he did say he did say he was short. Yeah, he was kind of short, but not that short. Okay, like about five seven, five eight. All right, okay. so now I'm gonna be cruel. You ready for this? Go ahead. Why didn't anybody get in the middle and stop it? Because they wanted, they all wanted to see it. There you go. That's the secret to violence and bullshit and wreckage and damage and shit blowing up. We enjoy it. My fate, oh Lord. Is that why we? Is so? So let me ask you a question. Football. Do you know why football's number one? Uh, Violence, spinal injuries, somebody talking shit, somebody getting smacked with a helmet. Knowing damn well, might kill that man. But it's fun for the fan. Oh, God. It makes me sound so sedictic. sadistic. No, 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 no. It's human nature. It is. That's the sad because part. Because guess is. what? Life is boring until you watch an action movie. Life is boring until you hop on the train, you go, you know, go to is work. Is this why people like drama? Yes. Hmm. You, 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 you go to work. Eight to five every day, taking the train, drinking a little coffee, back on the train, going back home. And then Friday, there's a big fight. 
your heart starts racing, your hair goes up. You know you're not you you know you're not in the fight, but you kind of want to jump in. You're not sure who which side to help because you're getting excited, you're having fun, and guess what happens after four days of being bored? You go home. Yo, did you know what happened? Oh my god! <laughs> you don't even know what happened. Because most people, when they go home, they're like complaining. Oh, my supervisor's a bitch. Oh, the head. He doesn't even show support to us. But when that happens, yo, you won't believe it. Blood everywhere. <laughs> Stab. He kissed the. I'm shocked. I was shocked he did that. It's like, yo, bro. Yeah. This is what it is. This is exactly what it is. People love drama. Takashi gave you that. He some did. people talking, and some people just talking and do nothing and get beat up and bullied. This entire time we've been talking about Takashi Six Nine. Has any, has anybody ever seen Takashi Six Nine ever check anybody? No. No. Do anything? No. That's why it's fun. All talk, running around. Yo, you know about that life. And as soon as the camera comes out, he's in a specific, specific spot. Nothing. I'm surprised he's not shot already. I'm just being honest. No, nah, it ain't gonna shoot. No, I'm saying no. No, eventually that was gonna happen. We all knew eventually it was gonna happen. Either two things: he would have got shot and killed, or uh, he would have got beat up. No, the two. It was two things that was gonna happen. It was gonna happen. You were either gonna go to jail, or you were gonna get shot and killed. Yeah. And one of them happened. One of them was gonna happen. He went to jail. When they pulled that Rico charge, he went to, and he started singing. singing. Yeah. And guess what? He had no choice. There was way too much evidence because we were talking about it all the time. That's why when Fifty Cent was doing what he was doing, he was extremely aggressive. And it's the crazy part. This is the best example. Takashi was more aggressive than 50, right? But people tried 50. Didn't go well. For a lot of people. It did not go well. Takashi was talking this down the third. Oh, way more than 50. Yeah. He was tried. He was tried in the airport, tried in the club, tried at a, a studio. No, it was a studio. It was a performance. Nah, I mean, how am I going to perform when... There's an army of 30 people there. You're supposed to protect me. I'm like, but you, you were talking all that gangster shit. I mean, where's your army? Nah, but I'm the artist. Bro, you, you're supposed to be like with 900 niggas. I mean, ready to go. And it's like you and your mans from high school. <laughs> the fuck? The gangster shit went out the window. Me and my mans from high school. 50 went with an army for years. Wait a minute. Like, army. Hey, we're power 105 one. I'm your biggest artist, right? I, I pull up. I pull up in the club, right? I'm set to perform, right? There's 30 people out there that want to, they're trying to hurt me. You, I'm stupid? You think I'm stupid? You think I'm stupid? You think I'm going to go perform? That's exactly what he said. Here he goes Charlemagne. But ain't you gangster? You're supposed to go out there and perform. I mean, you would thug like that. How stupid do I look going out there and performing and these people trying to harm me? I'm not, I'm not going to let you get the chance. <laughs> I'm not gonna let you get the chance. But he I mean, and I, I get where I get where Takashi's coming from with that, right? He's not gonna let you get the chance. But but there you go. I was waiting for that. But when you talking that super thug gangster shit. In hip hop genre. In hip hop. And people it, have been jumped This beat is up, the only killed, Right. This is the only genre of music that promotes violence amongst one another. Including men and women. Including men and hate women. Hate gays. Yep. Love money. Love yep. strippers. Love guns. Love violence. Yep. It's the only genre that of music that promotes it. 
when you're talking that people are gonna try and test you. They, no, no, they don't. They don't try. They do it automatically. Yeah. Every person in hip hop has been tested. Yeah, they're gonna test you. I remember I seen um, I think the baby. No, it wasn't the baby. It was another one. Is it? Well, it's another. Is well, it little baby? You know, you talking about the baby? No, 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 no. Yeah, not yeah. the baby. Well, he was um somebody had came up to his music video shoot and they were like, "Yo, you got to check in." Yeah, the baby. It was, was like, it was him. Yeah, it was just like, "Yo, I mean, if you want to talk, we'll talk, but I ain't checking in for you." So these little niggas know me. Yeah, if you want to check in, we could talk, have a conversation, but you ain't gonna try to belittle me. Yeah, he held his ground. Yeah, and then what was it? I think a couple months later, he got into a shootout in front of a Target, yeah. and he killed somebody. He got away with that because it was self defense. Self defense, gangster <laughs> to the fullest amount. Yeah, the baby gets my gets my respect. And so now, guess is he what? a trap artist? He's Somewhat. Tra- All right, then that's my favorite one. I like the baby. I like the baby. The baby. The baby has um. The baby has a has a certain type of flow where um he's not he's not he's not that much of a lyricist but he's good enough to where I can I can he's listen passable. to it. He's passable. I like the baby. Matter of fact, another example. I think it was a Louis Vuitton store. You saw that one? Where he beat that dude's ass at the Louis. Vuitton. Did you see that video? No, no. Oh my God, Kanye, you got to see that. He video. He was tested once again. You got to see that video. Bro. And that dude got beaten into his underwear, blood everywhere. Yeah, bro, he got oh. beat into his. He's not lying. He had his ass whipped into his own underwear. And mind you, he walked into the baby at the Louis Vuitton store, talking da 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 right? Hold on, let me see if I can pull The it baby up. turned around, started walking towards him, and the guy started backing up. But you're the one who tested him. Right. Then the video cuts. Video comes back on. You're on the floor, blood, underwear, where's your clothes? <laughs> you look like a baby. Like, you look like an actual baby. All you have is underwear, no shirt, no pants, no socks. <laughs> Yo, he took a knife and ripped his socks off. <laughs> Take those shits off, nigga. Yo, you remind me of this fight I seen one time. I was like, oh, my way God. to see this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yo, I had, because matter of fact, V probably remembers better. Um, the niggas I was running with when I was doing the candy racket and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Did you just say candy racket? Yeah. Candy gate. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> Come oh on. my god, I just caught that. That is fucking hilarious. Keep going. But sure, I had it was a candy racket. Nah, but you make it seem like millions of dollars were involved. <laughs> my candy racket. <laughs> you no, know, the racket is like something quite extreme. <laughs> Dang, I, so, at the same time, I was making thousands of dollars for the year. You were, you were. So you know what? Yeah, Jim, we're not gonna put you on blast like that. I, I'm not, no, I'm gonna put you on blast, but we're not gonna say racket. Let's say. Oh damn! I'm still recording. He was recording. Oh, damn! Like right. we're we, we no. gonna edit that. We're gonna edit that. No, we ain't gonna edit. no, they don't even know who you are. Trust me. We're gonna edit that. Right? I mean, here's the racket. I'm mad. I, I mean, I you might as well say, shit. "Okay, uh, candy racketeering." Like, holy shit! <laughs> what the fuck? No, <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I paid the fifth, nigga. No, no. We're gonna edit that. We're gonna edit that. Don't don't edit shit. We're gonna, we gonna edit that. Oh, oh don't edit God. shit. Dude, we gonna edit oh, that. don't edit that. That's too funny, bro. It's too funny. Don't please don't edit. Oh my God. Yo. He said a candy racketeer. <laughs> Yo. 25 million under. Well, that sounds like a racketeering charge. <laughs> what was it? Drugs, buddy? No. Skills. As much as we talking shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's not insulting you. It's not insulting you. It's the whole like big picture Looney Tunes shit that went in my head. It had nothing to do God with you. Damn, son. Oh my God, nigga. All I'm saying is oh, that chills, luckily I escaped the statutes of limitation for grand larceny. That's all I'm gonna say. No, no, I, no, no. I agree with you on that. No, that's real. How? That's not your lie. That's actually true. No, no, that's that's some real life shit. Yeah, I'm, I, you Vince, you all right? <laughs> no, 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 go no, 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 it was funny, but it, but his thing is going. He said, he said, putting them walking in these streets. <laughs> it got that snick, got that snick. Snick what? What the fuck is a snick? Snickers, nigga. Yep. They oh, try to clip. They try to clip me. <laughs> Shit, me <in> a Kit Kat. This <laughs> 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 Jim was so unforgiving. Old boy was like, he said, "Yo, this dude tried to get me for my Kit Kat, man. I had to put two in him, son. He, yeah, you didn't chill, bro. I tried to tell him. Yo, son, I was in the corner doing my thing. This ran up on me for my chocolate candy. Yeah, I told you, you ain't taking my candy. You ain't taking my candy. You wildin' that me, bro. Oh my god, chocolate, nah. You ain't having it either, B. Oh my lord. Yo, I have to shoot him for a Kit Kat. Yo, we got, right we, we have to square, we got, you have to square up or shoot me, B. This candy ain't going nowhere. Oh. <laughs> ain't going oh. nowhere. Yo, you don't edit that. You leave it exactly the way it is. Oh, man. I'm not going to oh, take that man. out. That's hilarious. Oh, my oh, Lord. We went somewhere with that. All right. Let me show you this the baby fight. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, I'm, uh, that's, what that, that's what had me dying because I can see Kanye right now like... I can see him in a car crying, like one shed a tear. Yo, my man, he tried to rob me, man. But what, man? This dude tried, tried to get me from my Skittles, man. What? I had to ship me the Kit Kat bars Yo, it was coming. It was coming from the West Coast. You know how I like get my stuff from. <laughs> Fill up the tow truck. Fill up the tow truck and everything. Like. Man, boxes for months. Oh, <laughs> shit. Alright. Hey, here we go, man. Here Take go. a look. Check us out. Check us out. Check us out. Start from the beginning. Alright, so listen, just to give you a premise about what's going on, right? Yeah. So I I'm this guy, he's another rapper. He's right. an unknown rapper from Miami. Okay. Yeah, I look at that nigga the baby. That, that nigga the baby in here talking some shit. He walking up on me and shit like he about to do something. What you don't do? What you taking your shit off for? See why is he backing up? <clears throat> See how he's backing up? Yeah. Why are you backing up? All that gangster shit out the window. Damn. Underwear. Oh. My fault. He did have a shirt on. Yolo, I'm the truth. Quit playing with me, boy. Hit him again. Quit 
How many people jumped on me in here in Louis Vuitton? How many people jumped on me? A big one and a small one, right? Yeah. We in Louis. Why, why security got the lie? Everybody think of one-on-one. Two people jump on Cohort, and I'm still in here to pick up my Louis V belt. Hey, y'all got my Louis V belt for me, right? Yeah. Oh, appreciate y'all. Come on, I'm still going out tonight, man. What y'all talking about, man? I'm good. Two people, and it's good, and I still like this. This people. Yeah, so they just jumped. Alright, we can cut, we can cut that off. Yeah. So, so basically, but yeah, but you see, like two seconds in his underwear, bleeding in his underwear. Yo, sounds like he passed the gangster test for hip hop. Yeah, right. Graduation. <laughs> yeah, the baby. Uh, now you can talk, and people will quite will actually fear you. Fear now. you, yeah, yeah. And he can go anywhere, anywhere. And they know they know he about that life. And you know he's about that life, and he he, he will have his respect from the door. Whew, Lord have mercy, that was a good one. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. So, I guess to keep it moving. So, getting back to poor old Nikki. Poor old Nikki. Poor old Nikki. Oh, poor old Nikki. I don't know. Oh, yeah. So, where, does it, where do we leave off with Nikki? <clears throat> where do we leave off? Huh. Well, I mean, where, I mean, in, in more of a, like, a metaphorical sense, like, is she done? Is she a dove? She's gonna continue to put out great music, and she will continue to act the way she is until one day, I don't know. <clears throat> I think she might see herself in the mirror and be like, "You know what? I have too much money backing me. I can't get involved in beef. And if I'm gonna do it, I'm doing music, mm-hmm. not being interviews, acting like you know some on the street project chick that don't got no money in her pocket. Right? You act like a grown woman in her forties. Possibly with kids, with millions of dollars, branding, all that. She's married now, supposedly. No, she's about to get married. She's got like 60 days, 90 days, some crap like that. Right, but here's the thing. A thing is Which that doesn't matter to me. She will suffer from a thing, and granted, it may not happen, no. This is just us talking. But she may suffer from a thing of where the opinions, as we were talking about earlier, that matter to her. They might segue her into thinking about how the urban communities are going to respect or going to talk about her as in terms of how she sees herself more as a growing legend as opposed to the urban communities looking at her as just a pop star. Like, you know, whatever, you know, cost the line. Well, her Barb's community is like... They ain't going nowhere. They're not going anywhere. They're actually going to get probably bigger. Right, but as in terms of an overall thing, like, you know, like, oh, Matter of fact, you know uh, what? Wait, are we talking about the next step? Because we're talking about the next step, where it's like, okay, yeah, because the Joe Button thing didn't work out too well. It didn't work out. So Nikki is what she's no, trying Joe to do. Joe Button worked out. What she's trying to do is trying to <laughs> yeah. get her little plateau, where it's like, okay, you know how you were just talking about Missy earlier, right? And granted, we're still talking about different brackets about gangster rap, you know, hip hop, things of that nature. Okay. Missy Elliott still, regardlessly. It's still considered like, yo, as an MC, female, yo, she still got it. Well, I don't want to say MC. I want I want to just say writer, producer. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> because she's done a lot more than Nikki behind that closed door. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many, honestly, I don't know how many people Nikki wrote for. But you don't know. See, I mean, we know, we know that, we, but we know that Nikki has gotten... Nikki has received writing for her. Of course, of course. But my thing is just that 
Missy's wrote some songs. Right. So the thing I mean, is, some monsters. So would you consider her still a hip-hop legend in the community? Yeah. They I mean, both they are. They both are. But what Nikki is worried about is that, granted, even though we may say she's a, that she is, she wants to make sure that the community altogether is uh, as a whole is saying that, and she believes that no one is really going to stand behind her saying that. Well, she, then that, I, mean, I think that's... I think she shouldn't have to worry about that. I mean, she's like, what, six albums deep? Yeah. What female artist even has more than two? Right. Three? Yeah. I think. And uh, she has classic albums. Yeah. First I, album was a classic. Yeah. Third was a classic. Yeah. Well, the one she dropped might be considered a classic. She got three. I think she. I think the problem with Nikki it's crazy. is that Nikki is going to shoot herself in the foot if she keeps going about things the way that she goes about it. I also and I also think that it could be her own destruction because if what people are saying about Nicki Minaj is true and that she plays two faced games with a lot of artists that come into contact with her, that can prove to be her own demise. Correct. When you play the poli- mm. when you play the game of politics, it is a very dirty game. And there are some winners, there are some losers. Um when you when you play that game and you start to realize like you're no longer the person anymore, what tends to happen is is that you I guess what tends to happen is is that you're gonna start to do certain tactics that you otherwise would not be able to do. And then when you do those tactics and you start to like try to like put yourself out there and shit like that, it gets really disgusting, it gets really dirty. So I don't know, man. I just, I just think that, I just think that Nikki's trying to figure her shit out. I, but I don't like the way that Nikki has been like playing this game so far, and it hasn't really worked with her, and it hasn't worked well for her to, um, to. Uh, it hasn't really worked with her, and it hasn't worked well in this regard. Because when you're playing politics, politics is a really dirty game. I mean, I hate to say this, I tend to disagree with you guys even more. To the highest level. I mean... About the politics? About her. What do you think? She's above all that. I don't think so. No, no. I think think she's petty. I think she's petty as fuck. No, no. But I'm trying to tell you, none of this matters. Mm, It does. Is she a star? No. Is she a superstar? No. She's a megastar. That's the highest point. Right, but... And once you pass megastar, it's legend. She will never stop making money. She will continue violating people, and she will continue making even more money. Yeah, but we don't because megastars cannot be touched. But didn't we just talk about this earlier? As you were mentioning the the fact that that mm-hmm. she was becoming, I guess you could say, sensitive to what other people's comments were when it was unnecessary. No, 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 I understand. But the thing is that she's been sensitive for years. But my whole thing is just that megastars can never be stopped, and they can never be touched. They just continue to move forward. There's no, I hate to say it, the only megastar that's falling down in flames in my history as being alive as a human being is R. Kelly. But he's done 30 years of, 30 years on a nice little fat resume of doing disturbing shit. So he has a resume of doing that shit. Other people shot at people, stabbed at people, got out. Whether they did something else publicly or privately, we don't know. But these guys, these megastars, you cannot touch them. 
her brand will never go down. It will stay the same or go up. That's it. Yeah, but the community. But see, the thing about it is, she wants the respect of the community. She has it already. She just doesn't realize it. She's had it for years. You're the number one star. You have the most classics. You're bigger than any hip hop or hip hop female ever by miles. Like no, like I hate to say, Jay Z doesn't have that comfortability. People call Jay Z number one because of the music, the songs. I mean, some music songs, same thing. Music, entrepreneurship, branding, and money, right? Right. But between him and the next two, three, four, and five, there's not a monstrous gap. It's close, but it's not large. Right. Yeah. He's not. He's not. He's not jogging away from the competition. Exactly. But Nikki is miles. Miles. And she doesn't realize it. Like, you passed everybody years ago. Yeah. I don't think we're never going to see somebody on your level possibly ever again. Uh, on your level. No. Cardi's, Cardi's getting close. Not even close. Cardi is Cardi is getting... Not she's close. not getting uncomfortably close. But Cardi is... It's too much. Cardi is five... No, Cardi's about seven bus stops away. Sorry to say that. She's a motorcycle. My fault. That's that's messed up. She's a bike. She's a bike. An adult bike. You know what Nicki Minaj is? She's what, a car? No. She's a a plane. You're bugging. A very large plane. That only goes one direction. Up. I no. <clears throat> I'm not gonna give she her that. She has one to. album and a bunch of singles. Right? Mm, okay. And I guess Cardi B's album is classic. Debatable. Yeah, it's very debatable. It's close enough. Debatable. It's close enough. Alright, fine, fine. You want to be debatable? Alright, fine. Nikki has multiple classics. Nikki has multiple singles. Multiple number ones. She's far ahead of everybody else. Far. What do you think about... Okay, so let me get... So let, let, give me your opinion about Meg Stallion. Was it Megan? I don't feel anything. I yeah. can't really give a full opinion because I haven't re- researched it. Dived into it. She needs to drop a album and get to work. You drop your singles, you're, you're bubbling up, which is usually what you do. You're from the underground, you drop a single, boom. You get some attention. You drop another single, boom. You get more attention. At that point, your second single or whatever shit you put out, SoundCloud, whatever case, now you got to get an artist with you. You need to out you. Somebody grab your arm and be like, okay, let me help you move up. Well, that's what the Nicki Minaj plug is about. And that's the little Uzi Vert with Fabulous. Everybody helps you move up slowly. And then all of a sudden, bang, you drop an album. You say you don't know how that got together yet. J. Cole and Young Thug did a tour. Bro, you need the alley-oop. You always need an alley There's no star ever that's never done it by themselves and it got up by themselves with not somebody being a feature and pushing them up. Especially in hip hop, you need the L.U. You need it. But you know what's so funny is because I guess again that's why I guess I'm getting old is because let's say they were in people that were willing to give you that L.U. but they wouldn't be so like friendly with giving it to you or so. Who cares? Fortified with giving it to you. Who cares? It's not about that. I don't care if that a real talk. If I'm an upcoming artist, I've been talking a little bit with my bullshit ass single, making a little better bread. And somebody an A to S list artist calls me. Yo, um, I got this song, whatever, I want to throw you in there. 
but I'm going to charge you for being on my song. How much you want? That's all I'm going to ask. How much you want? Because he has a name. I just have a barely name. Yeah. Now I'm attached to this song and this shit pops. Because understand that that Hot Girl Summer shit, bro, she just got attached to the biggest hip-hop artist ever. Female artist. Mega Styling just got boosted way up. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, that city girl pop. That city girl is like yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they took over. What, what's that other girl's name? Uh, that badass chick. What was it? Doll. I forgot her first name. The last name was Doll. Cash Doll. Cash Doll. Yeah. I you mean bad? You know who's gorgeous? Who? Doja Cat. Okay, I gotta see her. Oh my god! Look, I just saw Cash Doll for the first time a couple weeks ago. I was shocked. I was like, oh my god, she's incredible. She had a couple singles. They were okay. And then I think she did a song with, I believe, J. Cole. Better yet, you know the sexy light skinned girl that did the song about being a cow? Oh my God. Jesus Christ. That was like last year. You know what I'm talking about? Doja Cat. Dude. All right, come, let's, let's stick on topic, though. Let's stick on topic. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You, you got to be attached to somebody. You do the singles, you attach, you drop an album. So Megan Stallion has at least six months to drop an album now. That's six months. That's it. Because you have a fire. Nikki just pushed you further up than you should have been. Now they know your name. Now you have the singles. Yeah, yeah that chick. The cow shit. Now Megan, she has to drop an album. Just like, remember when Cardi B, she got off, she got, she got off big what? Um, Bodak Yellow during the summer? Yeah, before Bodak, the summer? Bodak Yellow was one of the biggest songs, bro. All right. So remember, she was battling French Montana for biggest song of the summer. You remember that? Yeah, she was. Okay. Fr- French Montana dropped that song with Sway Lee. Exactly. Uh, now, check this out. Now, remember, this came out before the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Cardi B's album didn't drop till next year. True. And she was dangerous for almost being forgotten. Because Bodak Yellow is basically dead at that point. Think about that. She dropped in January, February. All right, then. She was she she took too long, and people were afraid she might lose that fire. But the album was fire. She had multiple hot singles. Yeah. Now she's off. And you know what? You know what I know when she was off? When she was like, "Yo, I'm not making this much a show." I think she was asking for three hundred thousand a show. I was like, "What the fuck?" This bitch asked for that less than a year, and one album. <laughs> Christ. Yes, you're there. You're on. <laughs> you're on. I don't know what you were getting before, but if you asked her in the can, they're paying you, you're on. For three, she was asking for $300,000 a show? Yeah. That's I believe it was money. something like that. And I was like, oh my God. That's life-changing money. Yeah, that is. Because like, that's all I'm asking for from now on. I was like, Jesus Christ. Less than a year. That's life-changing money. Less than a year. Bordak Yellow, before summer. I'll take 50 to 100. Summer, fall, winter, almost at the end of winter, boom, drops the album. Biggest album of the year. Took off. How was okay. She never, she doesn't, how was okay. How was okay. You can dive in, bro. You can dive in. I dived in. It took me two months and I was like, damn near classic. No, it's crazy. Mm. When you actually listen to to people actually commenting about the album, they actually like it because they feel like they could listen to it all the way through. Almost. But yes. Definitely over 60%. 
You know what it is about with me with with Cardi? There are certain songs that I like that Cardi has done. I think her mixtapes um are phenomenal. The problem is with you make an album. And this is I guess why I like the Pimp a Butterfly. It's because the concept of an album is supposed to be it's supposed to be explained to me, right? When Nipsey Hussle did Victory Lap, the concept of motivation, <clears throat> pushing forward, um, hustle, that's presented and you can tell the stages of the album. Which really? is yeah. His his last his, no, his no, not, the, not that I mean you care about that? Yeah. I care about it because uh, it tells a story. Like no, no, no. That's all I'm talking about. I'm no, like the, just the theme, the theme he, process he, he of an album. To, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Like he likes. Okay, your album is about this, so I'm expecting to hear about mostly this. Right, like the pimp. I think the pimp. Yeah. The reason why I said the pimp a butterfly. Um, which you were in love with like a year and a half ago, two years ago, whatever the album dropped. Yeah, if it, if there if there was one album that could define hip hop in ten years, that if I if you want if you wanted some if you if you if somebody never heard rap before, and they were like, can you give me one rap album for me to listen to? And oh my god, you would give them that. I would give them the Pimper Butterfly. Oh my god, and they'll retire. No, you, then you're gonna hate me because I'm gonna be honest with you. Give it to them. Please, I would. I'm going to tell you. I would rather listen to his first album. Days. There you go. Good Kid, Mad City. Facts, <clears throat> yes. bro. That album, because To Pimp a Butterfly, died quickly. To Pimp, To Pimp a Butterfly. I, I think I, you know why. I think you relate to the first album more than you relate to the second. No, I because of the fact that when you listen to the subject genre for both, mm-hmm. To Pimp a Butterfly is more of a focused, concept-driven album as opposed to Good Kid, Mad City, where it's. You think it's all over the place, and it's not. It's just the fact that it relates more because it includes more where it has a lot of things. Where, like, when you hear it, you're just like, yo, I could relate to Dana this time, that time. It's and just- that's why I don't like albums like the one you're talking about. I feel like I need to hear everything. I want to hear about this breakup. I want to hear how you fuck this nigga up. I want to hear how you rob this nigga. I want to hear all these things. I don't want to hear a concept of <coughs> hitting, hitting, hitting. Because like I said to you before, all those years ago when Tip to Pit Butterfly came out, you were on top of that shit just like a lot of people were. And I told you, in a few months, you'll never want to listen to that shit again. When was the last time you heard the album? Uh, last year. Yeah. Died. I haven't listened to Good Kid Mad, Mad City respectively in the same time frame. But here's the thing. I'm just talking about one that was going to die no matter what was going to happen. Right. Good Kid, Man City. I think, I think albums I, could die for you, but for me, there's certain albums that die almost immediately. Like, Damn died for me. Like, I heard Damn once, yeah. and then I was like... And I had Damn for a little while, and it died. Yeah. 444. Died. Yeah. Certain albums die quick. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. The Pimp Butterfly, you liked it at the moment, but I told you it was going to die quickly for you, and it died quickly. Yeah, it did. Did you go six months with it? No. No. Matter of fact, I got, I got a very good example that there I was trying to pinpoint to you. Now, you're a very big avid Jay-Z fan, aren't you not? Yes. Okay. So I'm gonna <laughs> Give or take, yeah. Give or take. But So that means I'm going to give you three albums, and I'm curious to see what his reaction is going to be off of this. So I'm going to give you- In order, or, or just three He's albums random? Three albums- That he picks, I guess. And basically, what you're going to do is you're going to tell me, what do you think was one of the most- I guess in that same bracket as you compare to Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly, as in terms of like, okay, no, I listened to this album because of da da da. 
I want to hear what you would pick out of these three albums I'm gonna give to you right now. Okay. That die quickly. No, not that, that, that don't die quickly, but that has that particular concept going throughout the entire thing. That that he actually likes. Like say for instance, right? Jay Z doesn't really do that. No, it's a versus thing because I'm gonna give it okay. to you right now. All right. Okay. Three albums. Let's just start. Okay. Jay Z, Volume Two, Hard Knock Life. Okay. That one touched my soul. That was my first Jay Z album. Okay. Now you got Jay Z, American Gangster. That one's more closer to Pimp a Butterfly. <clears throat> and the also, concept. Okay. Right? I could see that. Okay. And Jay Z, make sure I get this album right. The Blueprint. The first one? The first one. Not 2.1. No, not that bullshit. We're talking about the first Blueprint. Actually, I'm, I listen to it now. It's better it, It's better today than back then. No, no, That's the crazy thing. With the Blueprint 2? 2.1. Yeah, yeah you, appreciate it, you appreciate it now then yeah, than you I did it shit, back then. I was then. shitting on it back then when I first got that. Because that, 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 that was my he, second he, or third. He, he, was, he, was, he was way too forward. Yeah, but I got it now. I got it now. Okay. Blueprint. Volume 2. American Gangster. Which one do you actually... Which one... Matter of fact, here's the perfect question I'm going to ask you. Okay. Out of those three, which one would be the first one you actually reach for if you had to play it in your radio? That's easy. Volume 2. Volume 2. Now, mind you, he just said that. Yeah, that's easy. But, regardlessly, again, as you just said, American Gangster was more closer to, like, as a terms of a concept-focused, concept-focused-driven album. The way that Kendrick did it for Pe- to Pepper Butterfly. Now, granted, it has more stronger ties to, as in terms of what it's saying in the album and stuff like that. But I'm only curious, what made you say Jay Z Volume Two? I'm curious. So I'd I'd be lying to you if I said nostalgia never played a part into it. Okay. Um. So I won't lie to you about that. Nostalgia. Oh, that's play- easy. That's nostalgia easy. plays a part into it. The production of Swiss Beats on that album. It's flawless. It wasn't just Swiss on that. Dude, I know. I know. Swiss only did like one or two songs. Nah, he did. He did like about maybe. No. No, he did about. No, he did about like about four records on that album. Dude, that was a. You realize their in-house DJ was. I mean, the in-house producer was just Blaze. Just Blaze wasn't on volume two. It was a Simon Rockefeller. He wasn't Simon Rockefeller, just said. He wasn't Simon Rockefeller. Swiss. Well, it's definitely not Swiss. Didn't do four songs. No way. No, he did two songs, but he also helped. To like, I guess it was how he was doing the mixing. He would help mix. All right, all right, we, we we could check that out. Yeah, Swiss if you want to hear, if you you want to hear a Rough Rider Rockefeller project, that's Volume Two. Nah, really, but he had, dude, he had like fifteen songs. Right, and there's a more, lot of songs yeah, on there. That was more Jay Z in what he was doing. I think um, Swiss only had two official records. That's on what I'm album, saying. He only had a few, and the other two were like mixed. I know what you're talking about, but right, the other two were like just mixing help he was doing with. Mixing, mixing credits, I guess you could say. Yeah, because Jay-Z, he, he likes to dive in with everybody. Like, you know, have everybody get a try and see how it turns out. Yeah. But no, so, uh, so the reason why I would say Volume 2. Volume 2 had authentic rappers. Um, the, yeah, he, he only had three. The music had the music had a good punch. He, he had three on it, right? Yeah, but it, it's everywhere. It's Dupree, it's Kid Capri, Rockwilder, Timbaland. Uh-huh. Huh, Irv, Irv Gotti and Lil Rob. Mm-hmm. Jay Runner, Timlin again, Stevie J. Stevie J was on that? Stevie mm-hmm. J did Ride or Die. 
hard. I like this one. Ride or okay, die. Okay, so, ride or die. so yeah. and, it, and it, it it had a punch to it. Premiere. It had a real, but but yeah. you could feel the you can feel the you can feel the braggadocio gangster like energy from it. It had a it had a hustling, hungry Jay. It had an aggressive Jay Z. It had a forward progressive Jay Z. You weren't hearing beats like this at all. Okay, this is what this is nineteen ninety eight, right? Mm-hmm. Futuristic shit. We weren't hearing music like this, so it, it it brought a new flavor to it. It brought Jay out of a place where a lot of people, a lot of people discredit Volume One. I think Volume One is a very underrated album. album. It it is it's extremely underrated. Not a classic though, but it's not a classic. But okay. it's very underrated. It has its very own hits. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, but it's it's. Volume one is more like Drake's albums. It was more like no, 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 volume no, no. one. Volume one no. was the sequel to Streets is Watching no. in his own way. No, no, wasn't volume one based off of the the songs that was supposed to go to Biggie? If you listen, no. If you listen, no. To Streets, is Watching, Streets is Watching was the prelude to Volume One. Yes. If you listen to Streets no, 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 I'm saying no. I'm, no, I'm trying to say it wasn't Volume One supposed to be the beats that was supposed to go to Biggie for his next album. No, no. It's just that you know what happened? No. It's because Diddy also helped out with volume one because of the fact that since after Biggie died. That's what I'm but that's what I just said. No, but now but it wasn't it wasn't the the music in itself wasn't meant for Jay. It no. wasn't meant for Big. It wasn't meant for Big, no. It wasn't meant for Big. Jay Z said it was meant for Big. And he called Puff about it and Puff gave him what was supposed to be for Big. What that's American right Gangster. Why would he give <laughs> Wait, hold on. That can't be right. How, why would he give him beats that were meant for Big like eight years later? Because he had those. He had those. He had that type of style already recorded. I don't know. I, I would have, no, no, no. I would have to. I, I would have to listen to what Jay Z said again because that doesn't make any sense. That's too far ahead. That's too many years. That but, just goes to show you how far ahead they think. I mean, all right, whatever the case may be. Let's go back to the questioning. Okay. Yeah. But, what was the second question? But, see, but see, the thing about it is, is the reason why I picked Volume Two is because Volume Two was a progressive album. Okay. Volume two had extremely talented rappers on that record. It had a young Beanie Siegel. It had a hungry. I mean, Jay Z was at its pinnacle. It had money cash shows on there. That was the biggest song out of the summer. That was a great, fantastic album. And the, technically, his first classic. And technically, his first classic. Because we don't. Looking back at it, a lot of people consider. His first album, Reasonable Doubt, a classic. Right. It's a cult classic. But it's a cult classic. Yeah. It's not a true classic. Yeah. It's a cult classic. Volume In two. the hip-hop community, we worship that album. Right. Outside of it, commercially, yeah. Volume 2 was, you can't get any bigger than this. And it's still the biggest, still his day. Right. Which okay. is crazy. So, That's I mean, you crazy. can look at the, you can, look, you can look at, look, biggest song, Money Anything. Jigga what, Jigga who? Hard Knock Life was on this one. Mm-hmm. This is a song that put him in legendary status. And I did not like that song. I, I still don't know why people like I just couldn't. Ride or Die. Coming of Age. Beautiful, Beautiful record. Sir, yo. Beautiful record. Money Cash Oh, that's the, that's the remix. Yeah, with him and Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, that's the yeah. remix. I like Coming the first one age. better, though. Paper Chase. I love that one. Can I Get a... Yo, Paper Next Chaser. Next Level. Was my favorite song. Reservoir Dogs. I mean, you had a song with with Beanie Siegel, The Locks, and Sauce Money. 
But Paper Chaser, once I heard that song, I was it was a rap for me. It's all right, great song. Yeah, money ain't a thing. Great record. Like these songs are like really fire. The funny songs. part, money ain't a thing. That was a bonus. Yeah, it was. That wasn't even part of the album. That's the crazy like part. 1472. And then, the, Jimmy, Jimmy was like, all right, let's just put the song out, put the video out. And then it blew up. It's like, all right. And then we got to put on the album. Nah, we put it as a bonus. Like, I don't need that. That's dope, man. Okay, right. bet. But see, but see, the thing about it is, now, we're going to go to this one. And a pimple butterfly. No, 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 no. He, he was trying to c- compare American Gangster to Pimple Butterfly. Right. So you would have to go to American Gangster first before you go to Pimple Butterfly. Not, not we'll go to American Gangster after, I'll, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Here's the thing about the Pimple Butterfly. Hold up. You know what? All right, so you know what? I'll, no, I'll, no, but you got. Here's the thing. You got to. You got to finish explaining. Yeah, you got to finish explaining because, it to me about yeah. That. Okay, so then, but if you want to do that, since you already just brought up Jay Z's Hard Knock Life Volume Two, go to Good Kid, Messy. Okay. I had a lot of songs too. That lot of songs, really good songs. Jesus Christ! First thing that came up. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not surprised. At twelve, Shireen, What? Shireen is the best intro I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm not gonna lie, "Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe." That was a good song. Mm-hmm. Backseat freestyle. Uh, that was cool. Yes. The art of peer pressure. Money Trees, that was a great song. Poetic Justice was overrated. Good Kid, okay. Not that overrated, but I got Hold on, that other song you mentioned was overrated, I'm sorry. What, Money Trees? No, before that, uh... Art of Peer Pressure? Before that. Backseat Freestyle? Before that. Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe? There you go. That was overrated? What? D- Nigga. It kind of was. It, even with the fact what? that Jay-Z put himself on the verse, it was like, uh... But- Jay-Z made it a little bit better. Yeah. But... What that was a that was an overrated song. What about swimming pool? I could I like, see I could see why it caught on. It caught on and it was a good thing. It's just that literally it they ran it too much. My bad. What about sing about me? That is the biggest song on the album for me. To me, that shit was incredible. Not even for me. You know what was, was the song for me? I always say if you if you, if you don't dive into the song. You don't get it, son. Yeah. To me, I dove in. I was like, oh, song. shit. I'm too deep. I got to get out of here, B. It's real. Too deep. Compton. Um, Good Kid, Mad City. Compton. Uh, I'm actually about to delete it off my phone. I'm not going to lie. When it comes on, I just kind of want to delete it. I can't front. I actually like that song. I like, mm. Not only do I like Compton, I like the song that follows it with him and MC8. Mm. That actually helped make it. Yeah, but something about the other song I was talking about, the elevator music, that stripper, that stripper part, I was like, wow. Yeah, Mad City with MCA, yeah, that was the shit. Like, I, I just couldn't get it. I couldn't. I, I thought it was great. Yes, but it wasn't like it for me, man. It. All right, here goes the hits that came from it. The recipe was there. Swimming right. pools was there. Backseat freestyle. The recipe was also supposed to be detox, mind you. Bitch, don't kill my vibe. I mean... <laughs> or detox of three, four. But see, if we go to a song like The Pimp... But, and then, if we go to a record like The Pimp of Butterfly. It was a success, but it wasn't the first album. No. And no offense to him, even though it was a great album, I don't think he should have put an album like that as a second album. Maybe third or fourth. This because, song made me almost want to Because cry. if Damn, uh-huh. if Damn would have been number two, 
and Pimp Butterfly Women number three, uh-huh. that would have worked. I he jumped that. the gun too early. Okay. If you're going to make music, make your music. But don't make your second album, uh, I'm going to try this. You don't play that shit. You know, you know what it was? It's because, no, it's, it, this is a truthful factor that, yes, a lot of artists, when they basically come with this first hit album, yeah. it's a thing where they always Sound have to try to make it past place. their sophomore And release. that's when they fuck it up. J. Cole, first album, Cold World, I like three songs. Yeah, it was trash. Then Illuminati came, rap. Yo. Everything was just fire. Center, but then you go to Nicki Minaj, Pink Friday. Fire. The next next album, she told my Starships. Nah. That's how she got to be for Rosenberg. Like, do you feel me? You can't jump it. And that's why I said this album was going to die. Because he jumped the gun too quickly. I see, Reggie. Do I it see- later. I see what you. I see what you're talking. See, I understand if you say you drop damn and then you drop this. Yeah, damn second, not third. The problem with damn is that one. There's two problems with it. One, the timing is like the timing of damn wasn't the best timing of damn. It wasn't the best timing. He had no choice because Pippa Butterfly wasn't as successful as they thought it would be. It was successful, but it wasn't that. Yeah. And that's why I said you don't you fans are fickle. Yeah, but we see, we want. but see the thing about damn is damn almost had every single song on the radio. I think there's a lot of fluff in that. You don't want to lose your core, bro. You gotta give them what they want. So don't do, experiment. So do you think do you think Kendrick is legendary, or do you think Kendrick is overrated? That's easy. One. Wow, we're gonna piss off a lot of people. Hell no, it's an easy one. That's easy. Go ahead, Kanye. That's an easy answer. I can't even go because I'm indecisive. Just give an answer, an honest answer. Do I think he's... There's no third option. No, no. Because honestly, I have a right to actually ask that question. Okay, do you think... The question that you're asking me, do I think is he worthy of being legendary or do we, do I think he's legendary right now? He's not legendary now. He only okay. has four albums. He's not legendary now. Right. Do you think he's... Do you think he? Do you think he'll be a legend, or do you think he'll be overrated? It depends on the road he goes. Because if his next album is similar to Damn, then yes, he will be overrated. If he actually gets back to the way of hmm. what he did with his first two albums, then yes, I do actually do think he's a legend in the making. Well, it's it, to me, it's actually both because it's hard to make an album. And it's hard, and most of the time, which is crazy, the most talented people, the first album is a monster. Right. The most talented, naturally. Usually the first album is a monster. And then it goes downhill. So, he's he's going to be a legend because of his first album, but he hasn't topped his first album since then. At all. Damn, that's like a Nas. There you go. Oh, shit. And I just blew everybody's mind. Oh shit! And this is, and, but this is why when people like I loved Nas when I was growing up. Me and my boy got into a war when I was visiting about him saying Jay Z, Jay Z that. And mind you, I only bought three Jay Z albums at that point. I had Volume Two, Blooper Two Point One, and I never got a Jay Z album after that. Then I remember I was out of town. I called this dude up. I was like, "Yo, I need you to go to my crib. I need you to download every Jay Z album, th- do my thing." And for the next week, two weeks, I'm going to listen to everything. Not not volume two or 2.1 because I dive too much into that. I mean, I'm sorry, not volume two. 2.1, I listened to it again. Mm-hmm. I went through everything. And I was like, oh, my God. 
Now I can see why people have rated him number one. Every album was consistent. There were singles, there were fire, the albums altogether were great. Even Jay-Z's worst album, you could pick and choose, there's something there. You will find something. But the problem is, I go back to this, why do artists not can say consistent with what your first album did? Why are you experimenting? You experiment down the line. Because you, I'm, speaking from an artist's point of view, the reason why, when we make one project, there's a part of us that want to do more. And there's a part of us that feel that gumption to do different. Than what we did, because we feel we feel it. It's like um, it's like when you shoot, you know, when you say, for instance, you play basketball, right? And mm-hmm. you you've been able to, you're finally able to dunk, yeah, right. You want to come around, and now you want to be able to do a windmill, or you come around, and you want to be able to do through your legs. So you got to practice at it. What ends up happening is that we don't want to stay in that realm. Of where people want to pigeonhole us. We want to be able to dunk more. We want to do more variations of it. <laughs> but what ends up happening is sometimes you end up injuring yourself when you're doing something that you don't really do like that or you're not practicing too well. That's a lie. How do you figure? I'm going to tell you why. Jay-Z said to himself during an interview, <clears throat> if you want to play around and do that, then keep making your music in your basement and never put it out. I came in this game to make money. I didn't come to do this, do that. I came to make money. Then and you're not a real like musician. This, but that's why he's... That's why he he's the greatest art, artist, hip-hop artist of all time because of his catalog and his singles. I would give it... He's the most successful. He's not the greatest. I'm saying from stats-wise, if we're using stats, okay. he would be number one. Everybody's number one is their own choice. True. But out of every person... He's been the most consistent for every album, and then one day, he changed. But, he went almost 12 albums deep before he even changed. He never changed anything. Everything was consistent. Yeah. Because it worked. Why? And that's why I say, that's why Jay-Z and even me, I'm just saying, why are you experimenting so early in your career? You might actually, like you said, fuck up your ankle and never play ball again. If this jump shot worked for you and this trainer worked for you, continue to do the same thing. And then one day you'll get a little older and your body may not be able to handle this trainer. Then you got to diet. Then you got to change your regimen. After the fact, not in the beginning. I respect that. I respect I respect that opinion. So many failures. I mean, but but you know what it is about it? You know what it is? It's the arts was never meant to. See, that's it. That's it. But that's what I'm saying. Isn't this about you? Isn't isn't? No, it's about the music. That's a lie. No, it is. It is about the music. And I'm gonna tell you. So why do people ask for so 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 much money on the show? Why do you ask to buy my clothes, buy my shirts, buy my pants? At one point, it was about the music because we. But then you started asking for 150 a show because we (laughs) we are the ones that sit at home, and we get on the MacBook, and we spend two hours singing a melody. And we lay it down. Tell me if I'm wrong. And we lay it down and we record it. And we hate the melody. And we delete it. Okay. Then we spend another two hours again figuring out, am I really good? Do I really want to do this? Are people going to like this shit? So we get high. We get drunk. And we party. And then 
what took us a day and a half, we just did it out of nowhere and recorded it. Okay, I understand that. But, all right, so... Uh, this is the and then we put ourselves out there, and then we hope and pray that you like it. But my thing is that what, what I'm trying to say is that you don't want a Nas career. You want a Jay-Z career. You, I agree with that. So you need to maximize everything. Do what the people like. But you want to be a true But artist. once again, what do you want? The money or the music? You will go the Nas route if you're talking about that. Has Nas ever topped his first album? No. Has he even got close to his first album? No one can. All right. Jay-Z's other albums can topple his first album. No, they cannot. Black album. Cannot. Black album? We just took, no, we just talked about that just now. Like the it, first album, It's not even close. It's a cult classic. Illmatic is... Black, uh, Black album, by far... Is his best produced album, but his best lyrical album, yeah. his best commercial album. Yeah. Well, actually, no, it's the best commercial album volume two. All right. It was his second, second best commercial album, I the Black I Album. Can't even see second. <laughs> well, I think his Blueprint thing, was Black. Black was better than Blueprint. That's not even close. That's debatable. Yes. Production lyrics, it's not even close. Mm, it's debatable. No, it's not. Blueprint was his most concise project. From top to bottom. Most not compared to black. No. Blueprint, you can tell he took time. Blackout, he took time too. Blueprint, the first time he focused. So you hope I'm I'm, I'm gonna ask him this question right now. But but we're gonna talk about Illmatic so, though. Which one before before you ask about Illmatic? Wow. Okay, so let's just talk real, realistic. Okay. And you just leave it at a which answer you pick first. Okay. If you had a listener album all the way through. Uh-huh. Black album, Blueprint. Black, easily. Mm. I'm listening to Blueprint, babe. Okay, start with Illmatic. Now, Illmatic. No album in hip-hop history will ever beat that. Okay. No album has even came close to beating that. Okay. Good Kid, Mad City. It can't even hold this jock strap. All right, but this goes back to what I'm saying. If you can do that, you can do more. But what I'm saying is, you, you know what Nas said? I want to experiment. I want to feel my plateau. Because you can't read. But the thing here's, here's the thing about Illmatic. Where do you come from? It, but listen to what I'm saying about Illmatic. All right. And then we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. Illmatic is put on a. Illmatic is put on such a pedestal that it's arguably the most untouchable album we have ever heard in hip-hop history. Well, maybe one could touch it. Which one is that? Um, I thought see Gary's that trying. Nah, that was funny. Uh, Biggie's. No. No. Mm. Biggie's album. Biggie's Do album. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, you're wrong. That's Biggie's album. That's. Are we talking about like it was after a, death, or we're talking about ready to die? Either it's, one. Dude, it's it's it's. You see what I'm talking about? Either one doesn't matter. But you see what I'm talking can't about? Can't touch it. Ready to die? Can't touch it. Ready to die? Can't touch it. Do you see what I'm talking about? Ready to die? Can't touch it. You know. And, and, and here's the crazy part. <laughs> ready? Wait, wait, wait. Ready? It's ready to die better than Elmatic. This is the sad part. It I'm might... going to keep it on it. And Ill... be honest. Illmatic is up there. It's definitely on a pedestal. 
It's probably top three, top five right. all time. But for you to say that Ready to Die cannot be in the same category, no. it's shocking. Because here's the thing. I feel like Ready to Die, here's the thing. I know everybody says Illmatic is probably the greatest album of all time, which I agree. Okay. Biggie changed everything with his album. You do understand that, that that's because Nas of... Nas moved it. Biggie changed it. You do understand that's because of that he heard Ready to Die. Like that's be, that's, that's well, no, sorry. That's problem. because he heard Illmatic. My, that's that's not my problem. My thing is just that Illmatic is it, it, ready to die is an offspring of Illmatic. I don't know if it's an offspring because the simple fact is that I didn't use the same producers as you. I don't spit like you do. That actually started the Wu Tang beef between. That. No, no, no. I get that. that I get, no, no. It did. It did. But what I'm trying to say is that we don't rap the same. We don't have the same beats. Two different projects. We agree. Two different people. I can understand that. But once again, Nas moved the world in a cult classic way, in a classic way, right? Biggie changed it. That's the difference. Mm. It's kind of like, no offense, uh, my friend, offense. Jay-Z was the biggest artist one day. And he told his peoples, yo, this dude 50's about to come. And it's going to be big. Y'all better drop your albums now because we won't be able to put out albums and sell. Six months later, in the club came and he said we couldn't put out shit for years because of that album. That's changing things. Not pushing things, changing it. I think Biggie Smalls was the first multi-millionaire successful rap artist. And I think commercially... He was sold pretty well. The problem with Nas, the problem with Nas is use the same beat three times for singles. Okay, that's attractive. But the problem, the problem with Nas is Nas had his head elsewhere. Oh, of course. Nas wasn't about like I I, I concede to the argument of what you're saying. Do you want to make money or do you want to make music? Yeah. Nas wanted to make music. Nas genuinely felt music. You gotta understand, like he rap, he was he was like, yo, we about to make this money, about to I'm about to cop me a brick of cocaine, I'm gonna break it down with me and my boys, and then we're gonna sell it. He didn't see how impactful Ill, Illmatic literally shaped the way people rap, including Biggie and Pop. Right, but but the, I understand that, but that's why I said one push, one changed, and fine. All right, let's go back to let's go back to Nas. My so, is thing- it, so is the push important than the change? Change is more important than push. What are but we you talking about? You wouldn't have changed if there was no push. You want a cassette player or you want an iPod? In you order want. for you to have an iPod, you would have had to have a cassette player. I, I agree. But I don't want a cassette player today if there's an iPod available. I understand that. But like... Uh, uh, there's a butt? To a to an iPod and a cassette player? <laughs> Where am I? Bro... And this is why I said about music. Either you give me something different or I'm, I might want to listen to something else. Mm-hmm. Bruno Mars is popular because he's basically doing Michael Jackson shit. I got, I, got, I got into an argument with my cousin from the other side about that. And he eventually, after talking, we agree, he agreed with me. I'm like, bro, it's the same concept. What's so different about dude? That he's so famous. Right, 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 right. What is he doing? He's not pushing the envelope. 
Now, He's opening the same one. Hold on. <laughs> I actually got something to build on top of that. Okay, Let's build go. on top. Please build. Got some bricks in this motherfucker. Let's build the house, man. This album, Elmatic. Let's be realistic. It influenced both Big, both Big and Jay Z because obviously you seen Jay Z what he did with Dead Presidents. Yeah. Right. Duh. But here's the whole concept from it. Look at Nas's album, and look at Big's album. If you listen to it all the way through, Nas with his with, with what he speaks about as in terms of lyrical concept, what, what you have with the beats, you have a kid who basically you could feel like you could empathize with because he's a dreamer in the hood, just like a lot of other kids grow up in the hood. So it's relatable. But with Biggie, I'm sorry. When he spit, it was just an immaculate way he made you feel where you literally I swear to God, you are feel like you're watching a damn movie when you hear this nigga spit. You don't see Illmatic as a movie. I see it as a movie, but... The song One Love. Of course I see One Love. I see Memory Lane. I see all those songs. Right. I, I even see Halftime. But still, <sighs> you got... Fire. I mean, I hate to, well, matter of fact, let's just call, let's just let's just let's just go to the let's just get to the the bottom of this thing. The bottom of this thing, straight up. Lyrically, when I, Biggie's in a different borough, when I listen to different Nas, state, and different I listen planet, to Biggie, it's not even close. You gonna get it's, mad at me for saying this? That's a side part. But I get both their pictures. But damn it, if Biggie didn't say this shit in a way that you didn't feel it, whereas to the point, this is how crazy it is. He makes smart people want to feel ignorant. It makes it makes smart people who know how to play. Let's be cruel. Yes. Let's be cruel. I want to be cruel. Be cruel. Let's say you listen to the radio for an entire year, living in this state. Okay. Nas has more albums than Biggie by maybe double or triple, right? Definitely. I mean, Biggie passed away. Yes. Yeah. Who you? Who do you think you'll hear on the radio more today? Pretty sure you hear Big. Why? He only has two albums. Biggie was popular. Everybody loved Biggie. It's more than that. Life After Death was a phenomenal Like, I, I think that's the album that made him a legend. No, no. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's beyond. But that's what I'm saying. Okay, Ready to Die. Ready to it's Die was things. great. Ready to Die was phenomenal. But Life After Death is what put him in megastar status. Ready to, I mean, Life After Death is what did it. But here's the crazy part okay, about Illmatic. Th- was Nas considered megastar after Illmatic? No. Nas was considered Nas was considered a legend. Nas was considered when they dropped that, when he dropped Illmatic, Nas was considered a hip hop savant. He was considered a savant. You know that's true. He was that's true. But even if you had to quote it from people who was there, I, even the source was. I'm talking about the very one of the very first ones when the West Coast was actually brought onto the side for the social wars. If you remember that beef that started. I remember that. Dude, because of the, the whole shit started because of the fact that literally there was not no real genuine fans in the show. It was mostly niggas from other worlds who was a part of other different teams. Son, everybody was hyped for Nas to try to win an award that night. But did he win one? No, he did not. Again, with the fact that yes, Nas album is up there. <laughs> But you just said yourself, life after death, it's commercially megastar because it had the hits. But ready to die? 
Yo, I see my my nigga fame up at prospect. Yo, come on, man. Yeah. You see the whole picture from this storytelling just off of one song from Warning. Yeah. I got a story to tell. Nigga, well, that's life after death. My bad. Well, I got a story to tell, too, but we already told it. And we're going to wrap things up. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in to uh, That Sexy. Um, you guys want to drop your names and where can they find you at? Pierre. That's all you need to know. Okay. We're gonna okay. We're just going to leave that one alone. Yeah. Jim, do you want to drop yours? Wow. Dismissed. You can check out only one Gemini at SoundCloud.com. That's O. That's O N L Y, one the number one, J E M I N I at SoundCloud. Mm, perfect. And I'm your host, V D Only Letter. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at V D Only Letter. Um, stay tuned. I probably have some merchandise coming. It'll come so soon. Once I have it up, I'll put it up there and you guys can select the merch and purchase it on your own accord. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all of the support. Please subscribe to the podcast and stay sexy, stay beautiful, stay you. Oh, one last question though. Uh, Biggie or Biggie or Waquan? Biggie or Raekwon? And so we're going to drop that in. Uh, Biggie, we're going to drop that in. Biggie or Raekwon? You guys uh, post it. I have my own ideas about that one. But you guys post it and, uh, and hit us back. All right, then. Thank you so much for listening to the All That Sexy podcast. Again, I think I said it. I'm pretty sure I said it. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys love me anyway. You can find me on all social media platforms at V-T-H-E-O-N-L-Y-L-E-T-T-E-R on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You already know all that shit. You can also follow the podcast on the same social media platforms and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes, new insight, new intellect, and of course, new debauchery on SoundCloud. Links will be posted to all respective platforms. I love you all from the middle of my heart, like right at the left atrium, like in that little area. That's where all the is. Please like, share, and subscribe. And remember, stay safe. I don't want to waste time. You don't want to waste one. Girl, you know you got the remedy, yeah. Baby, you and I make synergy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can see it in your eyes, ooh, shorty, I can see it in your eyes.